rather simple. You try and rise to the top, you end up in the middle. Seems everything I do will fall into a million pieces. My life for what I do, it's how I do, so mind your business. I'm at a low light, Mickey and the wrestler. Got stress on my chest, my head's messed up. Under pressure, I get it, don't need a lecture. Don't mention these desperate measures, better sever the tension. I'm getting better, not sometimes I'm feeling able to stop. It's just a fable, I'm still waiting for my angel to drop. I can't take it no more to the chest. I feel so weak and depressed, there's no doubt in my head, I don't speak. You can run, you can hide, but you can't fly. You can run, you can hide, but you can't fly. This is Adam from Rebel Inc. You're listening to the first 52. Attention, brothers and sisters. Take a look around. We are killing the future. Killing the
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. is the truth, nothing more. And here we are, another another Saturday evening. You're listening to the first fifty-two on Raz Radio Live. It is Saturday, January 19th, 2013, and as usual, we got a lot to talk about. Um, tonight we have uh, our good buddy Bob Tuscan from IntelHub.com, also uh, Shade the Motion Picture, so he'll be joining us a little later at the 10 o'clock hour. Um, of course, we're going to have more gun talk. More talk about gun control and weapons and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, of course, we know that uh, right now that's 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 really big on the list. I got a lot of things that I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about vaccines, uh, some new studies that have come out with vaccines. Uh, let's talk about uh, how we're we're seeing the the possible beginning of a big demise of, of what we're used to in life and how we're used to living life. Are we seeing the complete and total change of how we do things? Uh, are we are we moving into a dictatorship? You know, where, where are we headed? So that's a something we'll discuss this evening. Of course, I have uh, sitting to my right my beautiful, lovely wife, Lexi. Good evening. Always love having her here with me. And uh, over the internet's. We've got our buddy Shifty. What's up, buddy? Hello. And of course, Honor. And of course, we got Dave there. What's up? Yeah, nice to have you guys back as usual. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, we didn't personally get a, a hacking attack uh, for the past three or four days. But if you've been trying to tune into Raz Radio at all over the past couple days, um, you might have heard some dead air. Uh, if it wasn't the trial dead air, because we were airing the uh, the Bubba trial, uh, but we didn't have somebody necessary, necessarily sitting at the board. But um, the hackers decided to uh, to really jump on the service that we use to uh, provide this wonderful stream to you guys. And they took down the stream for some time. Well, in order to fix it, we had to change our server address. And in order to get that back on TuneIn, there's a whole process that has to go on, so... If you're listening to me, you're not listening to me on TuneIn right now. Um, maybe you are if it's a replay, but that'll be a couple days from now. Uh, so just to let that out there, it's a, it's a Santa, you know, we've got hackers out there, hacktivists they call them, that are out there doing good things. Um, and then, of course, we have people that just like to mess with everybody else. Uh, Script kitties. Yeah, yeah, they just like to F everybody's stuff up and just make life difficult. So that's why, unfortunately, you're not listening to us on TuneIn right now, but we will be back up on TuneIn um, within hours, I'm hoping. 
So that's uh, that's where we stand on that. Uh, how was everybody's week, Dave? How was your week? I was mellow, man. Didn't do much mellow. as usual. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. I, about... I did, however, get to experience uh, allegedly the cannabis strips. Oh well, that's nice to hear. Allegedly, interesting yeah. experience, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're very much like a experiment with brownies a couple years back, and it's uh, similar to that. I have, I still have a couple more. Allegedly, and I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold on to them and uh, like go to a concert or something with them. There you go. That's a special thing. You gotta if you if you have it, you have to hold on to it. So uh, Dave just had a birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he did. This this is true. When did that happen? That's how I got my strips. It was a birthday present. Ah. He turned fifty-two. (laughs) Fifty-two. Well, happy birthday, Dave. I don't really pay attention on the Facebook thing. I guess I better start paying better attention on there, where it says uh, everybody's birthdays at. No, at this at this age, nobody likes their birthdays anyway. <laughs> I feel you. I'm going to be 38 this year, and I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, fuck you. I'm, I just turned 45. <laughs> Holy shit, I wasn't even far off. No, you aren't too far off, were you? <laughs> oh my God, are you okay? How, how do your fingers feel? <laughs> you know, what really sucks is that the next milestone is 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get like, your hand cramps up when you jerk off, doesn't it? It, it, it actually cramps up a lot, and that, that is the truth, and that's part of the reason why I'm... As you get older, that, that tends to happen. As you get older, Shifty, you'll get there, too. Don't worry. Um, no, no, no. Mine's specific to that uh, shark memory tooth disease that I have. To what? <laughs> I have a form of muscular dystrophy. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why I'm going for disability, because uh, it's really kind of hit hard. I've had it my whole life. But now my hands hurt. You know, like, like when I drive, my hands cramp up, and... I can't feel the tips of my fingers. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm falling apart, man. Sounds like fibromyalgia almost. Like a form of, <laughs> form of fibromyalgia. Nope. No. It's called, it's got, it's got a funny name, and it's, a, it's actually a neurological disorder. It's called Charcot Marie Tooth Disease. And I don't feel like explaining it anymore. Charcot Marie Tooth <laughs> Disease? It's the three doctors that discovered it. The first guy, the French doctors, and it's C H A R T. C H A R shark C O T shark. It's like shark hot. Yeah, it's fucking weird. That is weird. So, Shifty, how was your week? Pretty good, man. Uh, Busy as always. Busy as always. Uh, Just uh, uh, following the uh, trial of the century. uh, The uh, the which was riveting. Uh, Even if you aren't a Bubba fan, even if you aren't an MJ fan, uh, it was. it was very, very, very interesting watching a uh, uh, a little dickhead poke a bear all week, allegedly, in <laughs> yeah. my opinion. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, I want to get into that going into the third hour. We'll we'll discuss. Uh-huh. I know you got a lot of lo- a lot of notes uh, set aside, so we will get into that. I want to see. Um, uh, I kind of want to end Bob Tuscan's interview, asking him about his opinion on on how that's going to affect the First Amendment if he's been following it all. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, Go ahead. Bob Tuscan is one of those guys that uh, may not even really know that well who Bubba is, right? Well, no, not necessarily because he does live in Florida. um, And he's been most of his life down here. I think he went to college in Jacksonville or Gainesville. I'm not not 100% of everything about that, but I do know uh, he's been in Florida for a long time. Right. 
but he's one of these guys like he's not, uh, you know, like, like we're all kind of, you know, to a certain extent linked by the Bubba army, if you will. Right, right. And he's not one of those guys. So I, I'm going to find that to be very interesting to find out whether or not he's involved or interested or, or, or gives two Fs. Uh, I mean, he will once he knows the context. But I wonder if the media frenzy has actually gotten to him because it's certainly a media frenzy here in Tampa, as you know. Well, and, and you know, it's, it has – well, we're, see, we're getting into it. I don't want to get into it. It has stretched to the That's West Coast. Uh, you know, it is it is more than just um, two DJs angry at each other over name-calling. Uh, it is a lot more than that. So, But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, where do I want to start tonight? There's so much to talk about. Um, Dave, do you have anything in particular that you've been thinking about? <sighs> No, what what has gotten me more this week is that guy that was killed last, uh, or the guy that died last Friday, and I said it at the end of the shows, and I just thought he was the creator of Reddit. Turns out he's you know is a pretty well known internet activist, and you know he wound up taking his own life because the government came after him so hard, and actually now the now there there's a petition to get rid of the um, the person who went after him. It's some woman in Massachusetts, and uh, it's just another case of how the government is really fucking you up you know well now they target you if you if you if you open your mouth well no I, and i wonder you know uh is this really suicide i mean we've seen uh circumstances before and what i read it didn't it, it sounded like the it was very vague on on how he was found and how he really died I mean, it, the article i read was very vague yeah, but he was uh, he was suffered uh, with depression most of his life. He was one of those geniuses that were kind of, you know, down. So suicide doesn't uh, doesn't seem to be out of the realm of what he did. You know, just because he's looking at thirty years, you know, for 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 downloading articles that they wound up letting out for free anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. That was a that's just a strange story. And I read that he was a pretty big activist also. So that's why I bring up, you know, the other end of that. I think you brought that up, too, that he was an activist. Um, so it's just uh, it's another one of those things we got a question of, of what's going on out there. Um, Do you know what yesterday was? Mm. Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of when uh, Wikipedia went down, Reddit went down, all these uh, sites kind of br- uh, protested SOPA and PIPA. And, uh, oh, I remember well, that, yeah. It stopped them in their tracks at that time. It the, if you read any more about it, it, they're still trying to come up with all this internet censorship. You know, we really are under attack. You know. Oh yeah, every direction, every every which way. I mean, um, it, it's just ridiculous how much we're seeing it now. Um, even Lexi came up to me today, and we're going to get into the Sandy Hook stuff later on, also. But um, she was asking me, you know, telling me that all the everybody's talking about. Um, that one video, the documentary that was put out, it's got like 10 million views uh, about Sandy Hook um, and how it's, you know, a false flag. And people are actually discussing, you know, this in public. They're talking about, is this, you know, was, did the government do this? Honey, what did, what did, what did you hear today? Let's uh, hear it from your mouth. What do you mean? What is- the whole Sandy Hook uh, documentary we were talking about this afternoon. Well, I uh, I haven't seen the documentary, so I can't really comment. I know it's been talked a lot on terrestri- terrestrial. I guess it's had over 10 million views. And it's pointing out how they're seeing, you know, this girl that supposedly died in the shooting. 
in this particular dress, they show a picture of her. And then the following night, she's at some sort of dinner with President Obama. She's like wearing the same dress. And there's like pictures of that. And they're talking about how that one guy that all those, what was that guy's name? The crisis actor. Oh, um, shoot. I don't remember. His or name. Alleged crisis actor. Right, right. That took in the six kids after the supposed shooting that 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 whole thing was a farce and that they could prove that. But I haven't seen it. So. Right. Well, you, but I I, my point was that you've heard a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, it's been talked about a lot, like really in an unexpected manner, to be honest. Yeah. And it has been all over terrestrial. I, I heard Cowhead talking about it. He actually was reaching out the ledge uh, to try to get him on the show on Cowhead show to discuss it. Um, so it's nice to see that people are actually, uh, instead of just burying their heads in the sand and calling us conspiracy theorists, they're actually out there um, looking into this stuff, finally. Um, you know, and, and attacks come from all different directions. And um, I posted an article earlier this week uh, where uh, Salon is attacking Ben Swan. Um, everybody on here knows who Ben Swan is, right? Forte, I know. Shipping. Yeah, I didn't get to read the article. Um, how, was, how were they attacking him? They're just going after him as being the, the Sandy Hook truther and, and really just picked him out um, as being uh, as being another truther. Uh, but he's on the mainstream, so they were really upset. It says here, uh, let me see here, uh, Swan, who has attracted a na- national following by appearing, appealing to the Ron Paulish Liberty Vote, anchors two news- newscasts every day for Fox 19 and produces the, th- the thrice-week reality check segment which is billed as a fact-checking series, but can, but can sometimes feel like a conservative, libertarian opinion segment. Uh, his, his interview, I gotta, you know what I need? I need to start printing my stuff out. I can't read off the computer as good as I can off the paper. It's really weird. Um, I'm the same way, man. Oh, it's so weird. I can't, it just drives me nuts. Uh, his legal, uh, his interview with President Obama in which he grilled the commander-in-chief on the legal under underpinning of the list of the kill list captured national headlines and he won a edward r muro award his, morrow uh, moro award he's he has I been went to that high school that's why i know the name oh you went to that high school did you well that's why i have you here to correct me when i don't say things properly um he's been praised alternately by rt and the atlantic for his fierce coverage of civil civil liberty issues but criticized by the washington post Posts Eric Wemple for being too friendly to Ron Paul and allowing his affection for the Constitution or his affection for constitutional politics to corrupt his judgment. Um, on the side, it goes, and then again, yeah, I know, isn't that funny? Then his goes, affection for the Constitution to corrupt? What? Yeah, it says allowing his affection for constitutional constitutionalist politics to corrupt his judgment. And then it, <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying. <laughs> Uh, you know, the truth is corrupting the narrative. That's yeah. exactly what they're saying. That's pretty much what they are saying. Uh, and, and it's amazing that it's, it's out there now. Dude. We're, we're, we're winning this battle, and that's why I say that they're speeding up uh, this march to tyranny. Uh, let's see here. Where was I? Uh, on, the other, on, on the side, Swan hosts Full, Declosure, Full Disclosure, a slickly produced web series featuring him talking straight to the camera about mostly national stories. After I wrote about Sandy Hook truthers last week, people who hold various conspiracy theories about the shooting, a Swan fan sent me a recent episode of Full Disclosure, produced January 3rd, which questions the official narrative of the shooting spree. 
Swan starts off the segment by mentioning the three mass shootings that have received widespread media attention this year. The Aurora, Colorado, or the Aurora, Colorado theater shooting, the Sikh temp massacre in Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge, Ridge, Wisconsin, and the Sandy Hook spree. Earlier this year, I told you, uh, this is a, a clip from there. Earlier this year, I told you there that there are major problems with the theory that Colorado theater shooting was a lone wolf attack. Is that true of these other two shootings as well? Uh, and I'm going to play this clip because I, I really I like the uh, connection he makes. So basically, that's what they're saying is that he's a truther and that he's uh, going against the government story. Um, and um, it's just a hit piece. Maybe it's not an attack, but a hit piece. Mm-hmm. So well, everybody's got their uh, their own point of view, you know. Well, that's true, and everybody has the right to put it out. Uh, I just like to bring attention. When, especially Salon, because Salon is well-known for attacking people like Alex Jones or uh, uh, David Icke or um, who else? The Ron Paul, they attack the hell out of Ron Paul. Uh, so that's what their job is, is to attack the conspiracy theorists and try to make them look bad. Um, so they're doing their job, which is fine. You know, I can't, can't argue that. Are, are you denying or confirming the fact that you believe this Sandy Hook uh, conspiracy theory? I believe that there is a conspiracy involved. Uh, to what level? Of course, I don't know. Um, and we will get into some more of this because an uh, article I posted, I think today or yesterday, um, is NBC, NBC News admitting that uh, four handguns were found in the school and no rifle. So why are they telling us that the children and the people, and the victims were killed by a uh, AR-15 when... And, and that's what the medical examiner is telling us. But then we have the news telling us that there were four handguns and no rifles inside the school. On top of the videos of the rifle being taken out of the trunk of the vehicle. Well, well, there, there's more to that. And uh, only one person said four handguns. Right? Everybody else said two. And, there's, you know, you, you can't just nitpick on the one guy. Because I've been involved in something that, that made the ma- major news story. Um, before I made it home from work, um, f- all the local channels in New York were covering it as as breaking news. And after reading the uh, subsequent articles and watching the, the shit on TV of something that I was directly responsible for, only one news outlet got it right. My mother called me up and said, "Hey, did you talk to the New York Times?" I said, "No." Like, she goes, "I'm reading the article here." It goes in an interview with the driver. I was like, "I never talked to anybody. Nobody even knows it was me." What? Well, <laughs> Well, we uh, know, know that we know the news can get it messed up. Um, right. So you you, you got to you got to cut them a little slack because shit's going on. What gets me the most of the, out of that video is the father laughing before he goes on uh, the news conference. Well, on that you one, see him like change his. Per, you know, he, he's laughing. Then he he closes his eyes and does like this actor thing where he's you know he's getting into character. Right. Right. Yeah. That's on video. You cannot deny that. Now is that in the documentary we were talking about? Yeah, yeah. It have you seen the documentary, Shifty? Yep. And what's your opinion? I uh, am still waiting for something bad to happen in this country that everybody's not sure it was some kind of a conspiracy. I, I, I am just, from the moment this happened, I knew somebody was going to have a conspiracy about it because, you know, don't get me wrong, okay? I, I, I love all y'all, but people have a need to come up with some kind of an explanation 
that debunks the fact that something happened the way that it did because they get upset about the evil that is in this world. And at some point, bad things just happen. And bad things just happened here. And people were looking way too deep into it. I just sent you a file on the uh, on the, the, the uh, uh, Skype chat that is a picture that will show you the comparison of this Emily girl and uh, and, and, and why. Uh, it's her that, sister that, that was with Obama. Yeah, it's her sister. It's not her. And, you know, and, and, and I mean, come on. You know, it's just like it's just like the uh, market 926. It's just like the chemtrail thing. Where's the pilots? You know, I mean, there's just these huge holes and all these things. And don't get me wrong. I agree with you that the, the government's not the most wonderful thing on Earth. But look, Obama didn't plan this. Come on. Oh, Come so, on. so if he really wanted to take guns, he would have just done it. So you don't. Uh, so you don't think Obama would kill children? Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm serious. You don't think Obama would kill children? Do I think Obama would pers- uh, purposely kill innocent children if he had no other? Ch- you know, I mean, if he had choices, no. Well, do I think well, that Obama wait. has ordered drone strikes that he knows could have put families in harm's way? Yeah, I do. Could have put fa- wait. Could have put families in harm's way. How about the over uh, thousands of children that he's killed with these drones atta- drone attacks? You know, it's not could have. He did. He killed the sixteen-year-old American citizen that he killed. Yeah, how about that one? The sixteen-year-old boy that was the son of uh, of uh, what's his Alalaki. Alalaki. Yeah, but, that guy. A couple weeks before Christmas, you're going to let somebody gun down an entire classroom of second graders so you can get some legislation passed. So, so all the getter duns across America can yell, "They took our guns!" No, come on, man. It. It's not that simple. It's the perfect time to do it. Everybody's got their Christmas gifts wrapped up and ready to give to their kids. It's going to be the most emotional time to do it. It's, it's, it's how simple. they do it, man. It is that simple. It's not that simple. Okay. You know, people are crazy, and you still haven't downloaded this picture because you don't want to look at what might be true. No, I don't, well, first of all, I don't believe in the no nobody got killed thing. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the actors thing as far as... Um, people acting like the parents uh so we'll clear that one out right away do i believe that it was a possible government hit team uh yeah do i believe that there was more than one person yes i do uh i'd like to see again show me the video of this guy entering the school show me the videos from the school prove me prove to me that he was the only one there prove to me how he came in the door when is the last time that something like this happened that you can just accept that something bad happened. Uh, let's think here. Uh, before I woke up. <laughs> no, uh, Look back. Look back. Uh, okay, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Or was it Reagan's body double? No, I got one for you. I got one. The, uh, the dude that crashed a plane into the IRS building in Texas. I think it was Texas uh, a couple years ago. And yeah. how many people died? Uh, nobody. I don't no, think he, it. Oh, he I died. He died, and he might have taken out somebody else in the building. Yeah, maybe one or two people. Not many. There, there wasn't much death. How about Dylan Klebold and uh, Harris Douchebag or whatever their names were? Uh, did, did, did they do it, or were they government uh, people? They, of course, did it, and ba- people do bad things sometimes. They were, okay. also, they were also loaded on psychotropic drugs, just like every other shooter that's out there. So, again, it's not guns. 
And if we want to try to solve these problems, let's stop trying to solve them by removing guns. And let's really look at the problem. It's not mental health either. It's abuse of prescription pharmaceuticals by doctors and by society. How about the D.C. snipers? What about them? What's your what's your thought there? I've never really looked into it that much. Two crazy guys uh, sitting on the side of the road. Maybe that was just some crazy guys. No, yeah, no drugs, by the way, no drugs. I know very well because I remember gassing up, and uh, and and literally, I would have my seat uh, reclined all the way. And the people, I forget what the name of the organization was, something Angels or something. These guys would come out and they would literally fill up our gas tanks for us. And I would open the uh, the the window ever so slightly and slide my card out. And I was hiding uh, and 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 writhing around in the car, worried that you know I was going to get shot through the door. Uh, it, it was a very scary time. Uh, how many people died from that? Uh, I think they killed 28 or something. But, I mean, it was random. It was all stuff like a guy gassing up, a, a, a lady walking out of Home Depot. I mean, it, it, was, it was really, 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 really scary. I'm sure it could be. Uh, I, I bet you it's probably uh, like the people in Iraq or Afghanistan feel when they hear that drone coming up behind them. You know, it's a sucky feeling, isn't it, Shifty? Oh, come on. Go, go ahead, Fortoed. I can tell you got something to say. Go ahead. Um, what you got to understand, Shifty, is that there was no sweeping legislation after the D.C. sniper. There was no sweeping reg- regulation after um, Columbine. Uh, there was a little bit of talk about it, but they had already banned assault weapons. It was, the ban was already in effect. Um, and I'm kind of you know, trying to push myself away from this whole Newtown shooting thing to being you know the ultimate conspiracy. I kind of want to believe it, it happened the way it happened. Um, but evidence is pointing to the other direction because um, there's such a quick response to you know taking our freedoms away. I mean, New York on Monday, my son became a criminal. He owns a an assault rifle. He owns two assault rifles, both with ten round clips. Which you what, know, wasn't your son a criminal way before that? <laughs> well, he's yeah. Dave's son, so, you know, he was born a criminal. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Just but, saying. Uh, the thing is, it's sweeping legislation. Now, when these things happen, it's typically a manufactured event that, that makes these things come, come into, uh, makes the uh, laws come into effect. And, it get, and that's the way you get people, or you get laws done, is you get the whole country bullshitted. And then they, they, they push it and they're like, oh, yeah, what, why do we need this? Why do we need that? Let's just get rid of it. And, and once you start, once you familiarize the population with breaking the Constitution, then it's going to be no big deal uh, to, do, to break the First Amendment. And they're already breaking the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. You know, it's going to be a matter of time before you know, they're, they're, they're wiping their ass with the founding documents. And they're just getting the, 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 the populace comfortable with doing that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're building. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know which movie it was that Alex had put out, but it was uh, they were going over the seven seven bombing, and uh, they had this real ugly well not real ugly but this real homely uh, British lady on there, and she said that she was willing to give up her liberties for for safety or give up her freedom for safety or something along those lines, and that's what they're building us. That's what they're trying to build in our society is people to not go grab their gun to protect themselves. They're building it up to where people are going, please, government, protect me, save me, take this away, make sure I'm safe. We can't, that's, government does not make you safe. 
nine times out of ten, government puts you in more danger than not have you know than than they than they do in taking you out of danger. Yeah, in in sheer numbers, governments have killed way more innocent people than anybody else has. Go ahead, shift. shift He's got it. nothing to say. I'm sorry. I would no. I, I I had you on mute because I'm trying to find. Uh, uh, a link uh, for the gaggles of people out there in Twitterland that are trying to drive down the road and figure this out. So uh, the mobile site, I cannot just uh, go straight in. So what I'm trying to do right now is find the correct link so I can uh, tweet it out. Uh, go to the the uh, server administration where you can watch the the numbers. Yeah, and you can find it on there. Um, I hate to do on on air uh, on air stuff here, but let me see if I can get it. Trying for to keep you. mouth shut. That's why. <laughs> Well, um, shit, where were we? I just uh, sidetracked myself. <laughs> I hate when I do that. So, uh, oh, so yeah, that's what they do. They build up the, they build up the the fear in everybody and and makes everybody demand that something be done. And that's what they're doing right now in in the process that they're going through right now. Right, I, and I think it's manufactured. You know, I I hate to say it about the Connecticut shooting, but I think. I don't know if I, I don't know how it was done, and I don't. I certainly don't believe that there are actors there. But um, you know the 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 um, I, I'm saying um too much. <laughs> I do that too. Don't worry. The uh, the guy that uh, that takes care of you know, the, the the coroner, he seemed he was very weird. And then the, seeing the video of the father of one of the girls, that's also weird. I, I don't know about you guys, but if my son or my son was shot when he was, you know, six years old, I wouldn't be on camera ever, you know? No, there'd be nothing to discuss. Uh, if I was even still alive after that point in time or not in jail for trying to kill the person that did it if they weren't dead yet. And that's another right. thing. Go ahead, Dave. They now they said that somebody that was running into the into that's the woods where, turns out it was one going. of the parents. Now I don't know about you, but if my kid was in school, I wouldn't be running out. I'd be running in. Right, and, and don't forget also they handcuffed. They caught him. They caught one of two people that were seen in the video in the woods. The other one, I guess, was apparently a, a SWAT member. Um, but they caught him, handcuffed him as he was being brought to the vehicle. Turned to the people at the scene and said, "I didn't do anything," and they put him in the front seat of the car. So that's right. all strange stuff there. Uh, and I guess uh, the Intel Hub, which we can talk to Bob about, uh, has been putting out a lot of, of really in-depth articles into this whole thing. And um, now there's some talk about some clergy that was on scene um, wearing strange shoes, just didn't seem in the right place, were there way too soon. So we're going to get into a lot of that with him also. So I hate to – I know that everybody's got to be tired of this, but this is – it is the forefront of this battle right now that we're in. Uh, we're yeah, seeing I'm tired of the whole, whole the whole gun control thing. I know. It's, what it is is it, it's a manufactured way of of making us fight each other, and they won. They did it again. These motherfuckers, man. Now we're fighting each other. You know, I when um, what's his face? Brad was on the other day on Dangerous Conversation. I shut it off. I was like, I can't hear this shit anymore. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot to talk. It's a lot to have constantly. Shifty, what were you gonna say? Yeah, the shoes, the, the the shoes. I mean, really, we're gonna go down to the shoes. Where were they wearing white Nikes with purple shrouds? They had some Kool Aid with them. They were chasing a comet. I mean, come on. Well, see, shoes are a big thing, Shifty, and this has been proven multiple times. Uh, there's something called an agent provocateur, or, or 
again, we have uh, maybe law enforcement or even maybe military personnel that go in and do things. Uh, if nuns or people that shouldn't be wearing uh, combat or assault-type shoes or boots have them on, that's a thing to question. And there's been many of photos out there, there's been many a video out there of protesters being arrested very carefully, and they have the exact same boots on as the police that are arresting them. So, yeah, maybe it's just, you know, by, by chance... But you got, it's just another thing you have to question. And we can get into, into that with Bob when we have him on, and we'll ask him about that. Another thing you see a lot of times, and I'm going to play a video here, another thing you see a lot of times with these, uh, these things is, uh, and, and this video will bring this to light, there's always drills nearby. There's always a drill going on that, that's, that's similar to what's going on, either a drill or a class. Well, 20 miles from Sandy Hook, the exact same day, there was a drill um, for how, uh, I don't have it sitting in front of me, but uh, Dave, I sent you child a link. To, what's that? It was child trauma. How to deal with yeah, uh, how, emergency child trauma. Yeah. And it was the same day as the shooting and the, the class started like two minutes before the shooting started. So it's, uh, again, it could just be a coincidence, but let's check this video out here. Hey guys, this is Brian again from one truth for life. Got a quick trivia question for you. What is the 2005 London subway bombing? The September 11th, 2001 terror attacks and the December 14th, 2012 Sandy Hook massacre have in common. Well, what they have in common is that a version or versions of the Department of Homeland Security was either running drills in the exact same area at the exact same time or they were conducting uh, class courses. Now, if you'll remember... July 7, 2005 was the incident of the London subway bombing. Now, there was a guy named Peter Powers that admitted that on that very morning, emergency management teams were running an exercise that centered around dealing with the exact same incident that happened later that morning. So uh, take a listen to this. Uh, the thing that concerns me is that what are we doing for the thousands of men and women actually who are in London working? And I say that because at half past nine this morning we were actually running an exercise for over a company of a thousand people in London based on simultaneous bombs going off precisely at the railway stations that happened this morning. So I still have the hairs in the back of my legs standing upright. If you get this quite straight, you were running uh, a, an exercise to see where, how you would cope with this and it happened while you were running the exercise. Precisely. And it was uh, about half past nine this morning. We planned this for a company and for obvious reasons. I don't want to reveal their name, but if they're listening, they'll know it. And we had a room full of crisis managers for the first time they met. And so within five minutes, we made a pretty rapid decision. This is the real one. Uh, and so we went through the correct, the correct drills of activating crisis management procedures to jump from slow time to quick time thinking yeah. and so on. On September 10th, 2001, FEMA just so happened to be in New York City running bioterror drills and just so happened to be in that very area when the September 11th attacks actually occurred. Here's the news story on that. FEMA had arrived in New York on Monday night ready for a bioterror drill. Spokesman Tom Kenny to Dan Rather. To be honest with you, uh, we arrived on uh, late Monday night and went into action on Tuesday morning. And not until today did we get a full opportunity to work uh, uh, the entire site other than the spot of church and day to which we were deployed. Now check this out. This is very eerie. On December 14, 2012, both the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA were conducting a course entitled, and you can see it here, Planning for the Needs of Children in Disasters. 
Ah. You can see right here, this is from the state of Connecticut, the Department of Emergency Services and Public Protection, Emergency Management and Homeland Security. I'm not making this up. As a matter of fact, I will provide the link to not only this site, but also the link that we're going to go to from this site. So you can get a screen capture and you can record it before they take this down. But you can see right here, it was scheduled for December 14th, the very day of the Sandy Hook tragedy. From 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., the exact same time and the exact same general vicinity. And we'll talk about exactly where that was in a second. But it's FEMA L-366, that's the course number, planning for the needs of children in disasters. When you click on this link right here, it takes you to this page. The goal of this course, it says, is to enable participants to improve their community's mitigation and emergency operations plan specifically regarding the needs of children. The course will provide them with the information needed to address the unique needs of children prior to, during, and following disasters. Where was this class to meet? We'll take a look at this down here. Location, 2800 Main Street, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Now, where does that take you? So, uh, we're going to bring that down because this goes over a map now showing the distance. It's about 20-mile distance um, to travel to Sandy Hook from where that is. He shows it on a map and everything. So, it's just, again, we've got drills ahead of an event. We see that all the time. Mm, yellow. Yeah, well, you know, it's happened so many times. Like, it's almost ridiculous that, that, that it turns out that way. I mean, don't, can't they change the, the MO? <laughs> no, you'd think they would. You'd think, well, and they know we're catching up on them here. I mean, that, that's, this is way too far out there. Uh, there is they way don't too care. They don't care because only a small segment of the population is catching up. The, the large percentage of the population has still got their head up their ass, and there's nothing we could do about it. Oh, Dave. Well, so most negative. people, no, he's not wrong. I mean, most people see that as a coincidence. If I were to go to work and make that argument, people would look at me like I had three heads. It's not not something that people typically follow and put all together. Right. It's cognitive, cognitive, oh, I screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. Dissonance in full effect. Yes, you know? it is. People uh, do not want to believe. Shifty's intently, no. Shifty's intently thinking, thinking over there. You all right there, buddy? No, I- I got it. I'm 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 trying to get uh I'm trying to to rile up the rest of our, our uh troops out there right now. Uh in our fake army, I am not making a call to action. Uh you guys uh, keep talking. I'm going to uh, uh market for a minute. Okay, you do your marketing back there, buddy. You got to do this shit. I'm sorry. Hold on. Shifty the market master. Uh yeah, it's it is getting people listening to us, you know. Oh yeah, keep it up, brother. Keep it up. It is uh it is scary how how obvious this is becoming dave i mean i remember when i first uh became aware of i hate i hate to always say a week uh when i first became aware of the conspiracy cult that we live in now and and couldn't believe uh 9-11 was an inside job or or um you know any of it i i, I didn't believe waco was was what it is or ruby ridge or or Oklahoma City bombing, you know, I never believed that, that, I just believed what the government told me about all that, and I remember how hard it was for me to accept that our government did these things, 
Uh, they used drills to cover them up. Uh, and, and the biggest one for that and the, that that really made me realize it was obviously September 11th. Um, there was drills running like crazy. There was no airplanes to do any good because they're out doing drills, fighting invisible enemies in other places. Uh, besides the fact they were running a drill of an attack on the Pentagon. Um, so it's just it, drills are the are the biggest thing. Anytime there's a drill, you know, be on alert. Be, be ready to, to see what happens. Yeah, I, I've seen people advertise that, you know, there's this terrorist drill going on at JFK, and I'm like, keep your eye open, you know, something bad might happen, yeah. and it really happens, but uh, I don't know, man. All I know is that this shit doesn't happen down in Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Lex, Lexi actually said she wanted to move to Honduras the other day. She was thinking about it. Good luck with that. I, I'm going to scout out. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to. Take over like a section of Honduras for us expats. Okay, let's let's do it. Because we were talking. I told about him it. if you get a, a good enough, well-rounded group together, it's actually quite feasible. Yeah, you guys just fight off all the fucking zombies together. <laughs> no, they were. They were, it was quoted that they were savages by another host, and they're not really. Yeah, in in Tegucigalpa, you know, in in the main cities, yeah, there's bad shit that happens. But the same thing that happens in New York, L.A., Chicago. You know that actually happens more in L.A., New York, Chicago. I mean, the the natives aren't going to throw you in front of a moving train, or you know, run up and eat your face off because they're strung out on bath salts. Right? Nobody's crazy. They're, they're just stealing from you. Go ahead, Jeff. That's not going to happen because uh, it's not going to be on the news. Well, I'm sure they're not doing bath salts and salts in Honduras. They're probably snorting lines of coke and smoking a lot of weed. Yeah, yeah. Lots of coke right before they rape you and kill your wife because she's beautiful. Well, they've got to get through my guns first. Uh, yep. Good luck. Yeah, Honduras does have a con- uh, concealed weapons carry uh, permit. So I-, I checked this all out already. And, you know, I-, I will get a gun when I go down there because there there are, you know, the- Honduras has the highest murder rate uh, per capita in the country or in the in the world. So... Uh, I am, you know, I can't go down there with my head up my ass. You know? well, but I wouldn't do that anywhere. You know, I don't go to Key West with my head up my ass. Well, that's... well, if you remember, too, when we were looking into Margarita Island, that's actually a really peaceful section of the world. Yeah, they, oh, yeah it was. And they, they talked about not a lot of laws, not a lot of rules. Um, but that's also part of, um, it's an island off of Venezuela. Um, so there are some gun restrictions there. Uh, so, and I didn't really look that deep into it at the time, but, uh, Honduras sounds good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Let's go. All right. Let's pack it, it up. It took six, eight months for you for that to happen. Yeah, no, right. It wasn't too long. I told you, I told you you'd be an anarchist soon. Well, if this shit keeps up, <laughs> let me know how that, uh, let me know how that, that, um, education system's working out for Mikey in, uh, 10 years when he can't read anything except Spanish. Well, that's kind of funny cause he's going to get homeschooled here too. So what uh, difference would that make? Yeah. Good luck, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll just compare. That's all. Wait twenty years, we'll compare. Uh, actually, enjoy that. Enjoy that sandy, hot ass weather. <laughs> we might actually have to wait uh, or do it a little sooner to compare, Dave, because in twenty years, America's probably not going to be here at the rate we're going. Hey, here's the really, really, really good news. You know those little Hawaiian girls that uh, that 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 uh, you can put on your dashboard that bounce back and forth, and they look like they're hula hooping. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You can't get a car there because you're an American citizen. Your car is going to be like a nineteen, like seventy-five piece of shit, 
you're gonna you're gonna be poor. Oh, and every time you do make money, guess what? They're gonna rob and steal and rape your wife and uh, uh, again and then. What's uh, with take the raping money, of so. the wife, Shifty? Uh, he's he's projecting his thoughts out, honey. Jesus. Yeah, he's he's, afraid. he's afraid. He doesn't want to leave the, the United States. He loves his country, and he's you're gonna right. shit everybody else's idea. You're right. I do love my country. You know why? Because I have cell phones, I have computers, I'm able to work and make money and be able to live a life, and nothing really terrible has happened to me. This is the greatest fucking country in the world still, and hopefully, by God... Explain to me me what the the, the present political system did to make those things happen for you. That wouldn't have happened anywhere else. China has got fucking cell phones. What are you, Phil Campbell? You're, you're, you're fucking going around everything. I'm not talking about the present political system. I'm you just talking said you love this country and, and lit, ran off a litany of, of reasons that are available in every, almost every other country. All right, you got me. I just love wearing my American bikini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got, your, you got your American flag, Speedo? I like, football. I like the fact that I can call somebody a short, fat fuck and not get thrown in jail for it. I like the fact that I can talk shit about the government and not get thrown in jail for it. I like the fact that we have one of the biggest militaries in the world. I like the fact that we're still respected and revered. And you know what? Maybe we are in trouble, but I'm hoping and I have faith that we will fix it. Well, first all of all, right, so explain to me. I don't know about respected, in, in but okay. History, in, in written history, when has an empire ever come back and done the right thing? Well, I mean, look, at, at, at the end of the day, I'm not even so sure that any other history even matters at this point, given the globalization that we're going under right now. I mean, listen, uh, 3,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago when the Roman Empire fell, there was no you know, cell phone to call uh, Iowa and talk to them from the Roman Empire. It is a different world now. When RG3 falls in Washington, D.C., I cry on my couch in Sarasota, Florida instantly. This so is what you're world. saying is tyranny's okay because we have cell phones? I didn't say that. Yet. You're getting there. I didn't there. say that. Let me ask you a question, Shifty. Have you ever traveled to any other countries? I have. Okay. When was the last time you traveled to another country? Hmm. 2011. 2011. Where'd you go? Uh, Haiti. Haiti. Haiti! Well, Haiti so- does still kind of respect us because we sent them a bunch of money to try to save their ass. Well, Lexi lived in England, and you talked about how everybody... Uh, uh, fears and um, what was it? Fears and reveres us. What, what did he say, honey? It's respects respects us. Reveres, right? But basically, it's fear us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just fear. It's, we're it's, we're viewed as a fear mongering country. I don't know where respected and revered comes from because that's so definitely not, not happening. I'm not talking about right now, okay? I'm not talking about America circa 2000. Yes, you are. You said that our country is still the greatest country. It's got the biggest army, and we're, we're revered and uh, respected and revered by everybody. You just said that. I, I, I could play it back for you, but I wasn't live recording it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop for a second. Okay. I'm not talking about right now, okay? It's like right now is not... The America that I'm talking about. Well, we right have, now is what matters. We have problems right now. But you know what? Right now, the Washington Redskins are in pretty deep druthers. But overall, the overall picture is good. And you know what? Just because we are having a poor period in our country's history does not make us a poor country. And by poor, I do not mean uh, wealth. I mean 
Well, that too, actually. But I, I would not rate us as a bad country, a bad place to live. I would rate us as a, a troubled, a currently troubled nation. Current. All right, so how do you think we'll get better? I think that we, uh, we need some, some radical changes. I think we need a third party. I think that we need to stop towing the line that a vote for a third party means a vote against the Republicans or a vote against the Democrats. Yeah. I think we need sweeping change. I think that we need to really take a look at ourselves and understand that, that, that what needs to happen to change this country into what it used to be, a country where family, a country where, where prosperity, a country where, where, where community were the things that mattered. And, and for that to happen, we need sweeping change that is going to involve doing a lot of things that people don't like. All right, let me ask you Stop entitlements. Your Obama phone needs to go in the trash. I've talked about this a hundred times. There are so many things that need to happen that nobody's willing to do because everybody's going to have to pitch in. Can I ask you a question, Shifty? Uh, uh, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Tech, go ahead. I, I agree with, um, with pretty much everything you said there um, about towing the party line and you know needing a third party and voting outside and not being worried about whether it's a Democrat or Republican. Uh, who'd you vote for this past year? Uh, in the general election for president? Yes. No vote. No vote? You didn't vote this year? Uh, for no a president? Oh, uh, no, wait, 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 wait. I mean, if you don't want to say, that's fine, too. I, no, I understand. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't give a shit. Um, you know, come to think of it, uh, no, I did. I voted for Gary Johnson. Okay, good. Say, then you made a change. He didn't make a change. Say you, you. Well, no, he made. The president of the United States was called before the Flo- fucking Florida votes were even. Now, and now, now wait, now wait a minute. You have to understand something. See, I, I think a little deeper than maybe you do. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's not meant to be. Uh, I'm not trying to start a fight with you, but I didn't have any thought in my mind that Gary Johnson was going to be the president. I don't want Gary Johnson as a president. Okay, I don't think he's strong enough. I, I, I really don't. I don't think he's strong enough. But. What I was doing was not casting a vote for a presidential candidate. It was casting a vote against the two-party system and the current political druthers that we've placed ourselves in where you have to fight for the Republicans or Democrats like somebody has to fight for the Falcons or the fucking 49ers, and I'm sick of it. Well, that's the, well, you, get, you did exactly what I wanted you to – you actually answered better than I wanted you to because I wanted you to you know, let me tear you up for going down the party line. And your response there was good, too. And what I said is you, you, you when I said you, you made a change, I meant – I didn't really mean you it actually brought us to a change. I just meant that you saw what you needed to do and you took that step. And now we have to get more people and more people to see what they have to do and take that step. Go ahead, Dave. Um, you were going to say something. Yeah, I just read a text message from a friend of mine telling me if I didn't vote, I can't bitch. But mm-hmm. yes, I can. <laughs> Um, what I'm trying to say is that uh, even the Republican Party, you saw how they manipulated the Ron Paul people and fucked them over mm-hmm. and pushed them out of the, 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 the uh, whole process. And you can't change the system that's, that's completely corrupt from top to bottom. You can't change it. You know, it's like if your car is dying and the engine's crap and the tires are falling off and, you know, the, the interior is screwed up, blah, blah, you don't just fix it. You throw it out. You get rid of it. And you get something else. You ride a bicycle, you get a motorcycle, you get another car. Whatever you do, you can't fix what's going on. And this, is, this has been the crux of what I've been trying to say for probably a year now, is that you've got to reject the government because 
it's our duty, and it even says it in the founding documents, it's our duty to reject a tyrannical government. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Yeah. And you people, I'm not saying you guys, I'm saying, you know, most of the people out there have their head gleefully up their ass and they're, they're willing to vote for whoever's put in front of them and they fight about, you know, the two people that are basically the same, except one's red, one's blue. Um, and, and then they yell at, you know, like my friend's telling me, you know, if I didn't vote, I, can't, I shouldn't bitch. But yeah, I can bitch about it because it's my fucking tax dollars that were going to, to, to fund all this shit, you know? Yeah, everybody's, everybody's solution for changing shit is wrong because it's ineffective. It has not worked. It's been tried for years. Well, and I agree with you. You know, I agree with with that point. Um, the problem is, though, and, and you know, I've said this many a times before. We have a system in place. We have enough. We have too many people relying on government right now. So we do need to regain control um, through uh, financial means. Uh, whether it be take the defund things, whether whatever it be, but we can't just poof government gone. That's the only problem. Why not? Because because it just won't work that What's way. It's going to go wrong. You can't get a uh, a driver's license. It has no deal. There's no government to to deal with the driver's license. What you can't get a uh, a pull a permit for your house because you got to do an extension. Big fucking deal. You don't need it. Again, I don't disagree with that. And Popeye and I had this argument a long time ago. And he understood what I was saying about the mentality of the people in our society right now. It would have to be a slow elimination of the government. It couldn't just go away immediately. There would be, unfortunately, too much um, chaos if we just completely eliminated government right now. It's chaotic now. Well, no shit. What's going to get worse? Is there going to be looting in the street? (sighs) The government doesn't provide us with food. The government doesn't provide us with our the, the things that we basically Yet. need. Although there Yet. are places that that are that are taking over the power and and cable yeah, and all that other the gov- shit. Uh, the government provides your fucking power. How about that? The, the government does not provide my power. Tico <laughs> provides my power. It's yeah. a private company. It's not a municipality. And let me ask you something. Do you think Tico does that completely without government subsidy, without help from the government on their grid? Are you insane? Absolutely, they get it. The the, the, the government gets a vague. So what's going to happen? If, if the government ceases to exist, who's got their fucking chat box up? If the, if the government ceases to exist, it doesn't mean that the power company is going to go out of business. They still need money. They're still going to provide power. But it's as much as they I thought I turned that off. Well, here's what we're going to do. Bob's in the chat box. He's listening to us. And uh, we're going to go to a break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll bring Bob up with us. And we'll continue. Well, already. Yeah, I know. I just looked down. I was like, whoa, it's moving along quick tonight. So uh, we're going to roll off here into a break. And uh, when we get back, we'll have uh, Bob Tuscan from the IntelHub.com joining us. Um, and let me go to the, the rundown for the next week or two. Uh, next week, we have Popeye joining us from FederalJack.com. And the following week after that, uh, February 2nd, uh, we will be having Jack Blood on with us. Uh, so I'm excited with all these people to have each and every one of them on. I love hearing everybody's opinion on, on what they feel things are doing. Uh, you guys are listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio Live. If you want to join us, 941-421-0401.
Critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. This is Bob Tuscan from the intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. Tells you get the mop. The man built 
the pyramid and watches from the top. And if the man wants something, he pulls out all the stops. The man lets people starve while others hog the pot. The man preaches for life, the nice and right to die. But don't disagree with the man, he kills you right on sight. He's the marksman who's got you lined up in his sight. The man determines our fate, the shit you cannot deny. The man's convinced our change is bad and that we shouldn't even try. And anything the man says, I can't help think it's a lie. Are you the man? Welcome back to the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. Well, that was a, a heartfelt first hour, and I wasn't it. We had a good time. I always love when uh, when we get a little uh, debating going on there. Who got debated? Who got debated? Wasn't me. I was <laughs> quiet the whole hour. Yeah, the whole hour you were silent. <laughs> I am the master. <laughs> the master. I, I might be silent this, uh, this hour, but uh, when we get started talking about... Um, the trial, I might go a little not quiet. Yeah, we'll give you your time when that comes up, because we definitely want to get into that, and I do want Bob's opinion on it. Hopefully he knows something of it. As I'm saying that, I'd like to welcome Bob Tuscan from IntelHub.com back on to the first 52. How you doing there, Bob? I was going to say, I'm the master debater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three, times today, Phil, uh, three times today, buddy. How about you? <laughs> Uh, no comments. Um, <laughs> although I get in debates uh, all the time in, in various uh, parts of my life, in my everyday life. I, yeah. I can imagine uh, being as deep into all this stuff that you are, you probably end up in a lot of debates, don't you? You know, that's some of the best radio. I had one of these anti-gun nuts on my show. And, of course, he refers to me as a pro-gun nut, but uh, it all depends uh, who you're asking. And uh, that was fun radio, I got to tell you. It's it's really nice to have the absolutely insane uh, on your show to debate a topic that uh, you know intuitively uh, is so, and uh, it was, uh, at the very least, good radio. <laughs> it's always a good time when you can get a good argument going. Uh, I'd like to have these guys, because they do good arguing, I'm more of the moderator type person. <laughs> one of the first things I want to... <laughs> Bob, you remember my wife, Lexi, that's the one giggling. Yeah, why is she laughing at you? Hey, Bob. Because <laughs> like he's hilarious. 
She knows that when chemtrails come up, me and Sean go at it. <laughs> yeah, we oh, do. No. Yeah, you two went at it last time about chemtrails. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet this time. You just interview. <laughs> well, Bob, the first thing I want to touch on is I know you guys got a release date for Shade, so uh, why don't you fill us in on where we're at with sure. that? Yeah, it's uh, coming out February 15th. If all goes as planned, and uh, people can still pre-order it uh, ahead of time to help us the creation of the film and there's going to be lots of chemtrail porn uh throughout the movie so it's going to be right up your alley yeah i'm i'm dying to see it it's going to be a good one uh and you're you're focusing on the geoengineering plan correct i mean that's part of it uh it's not all of it uh we'll talk about all the various conspiracies if you will the eugenicist uh that uh, in their own writing show that they want the useless theaters dead and that's not to say that chemtrailing is uh, there just to wipe us off uh, because, well, if that was the case, it's not very effective. Although we do see an increase in things like Alzheimer's and other illnesses that, well, turns out are connected to metals getting into your brain like aluminum and and that kind of thing. Uh, So it seems that uh, chemtrails are one piece of the puzzle here. And uh, we're going to give a little bit of a different take on that. Uh, talk about uh, the various uh, writings from eugenicists, such as uh, Prince Philip, who said that uh, if he was to, or when he dies, I think he's dead. Is he dead? I don't know. But when he dies, he he hopes to come back uh, in his next life as a virus to help mm-hmm. depopulate the earth. Mm-hmm. So regardless, if you think uh, you know the chemtrails are depopulating us, or you know, it's something a little bit more overt, like just eating the junky food that so many of us are dependent on. With the vaccines. Uh, the fact of the matter is, they wholeheartedly want a good portion of us dead. Now, I don't know that the Georgia Guidestones is the uh, end all for that, uh, where it says they want the Earth's population to be under 500 million. And I don't know that they want all of us dead, because if all of us were dead, then, well, they would have no slaves to uh, do with what they like. Uh, So that's a big part of it. And then to kind of end the film, we're going to be shifting gears a bit and and focusing on solutions. So how do you protect yourself from these slow-kill poisons that they're trying to kill you with? How do you protect yourself and how do you make a difference? How how do you get out there and bring awareness to these topics? So that's kind of what I hope to have as my influence in this film is, uh, you know, because I've talked about the same old problems uh, a million times Mm. over and over again. And I'm at the point now as an activist, as a host, uh, as a thinker, that uh, right now I want to focus on solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of where I hope people see this, take what people take away from this film and hopefully use, uh, to, you know, to empower them and uh, not just make them feel like they're the victims and uh, they have no choice but to be slaves and uh, to be killed by sinister uh, malevolent forces and, and and solutions are the hardest thing to really come up with um as i, I mean i've been doing this myself now a little over a year uh, i've been in the truth movement shall we call it or whatever we want to call it for about four years so i'm i'm a newbie to it all uh, and we know all the problems we talk about them we see them every day um you know we constantly ran about whatever it is whether it be 9-11 whether it be the shooting recently whether it be oklahoma city whether it be pearl harbor whatever it is we all know the problems we can identify the problems it is trying to identify or uh, produce solutions to these problems 
that's real hard to do. And then when we do produce solutions, uh, we have to deal with the dumbed-down society, the uh, the people that just want to go along just to be alive still when they don't realize that they're going to be dead sooner if they don't stand up. Um, that's my biggest issue with solutions it's, is getting people to actually do them. Well, as long as I'm comfortable, as long as I have enough Federal Reserve notes to just keep me afloat and I have a job just over broke, you know, I'm, I'm not going to uh, shake things up too much. And um, that's kind of the attitude that even people who are uh, so-called awake that they take, and that's just not good enough, you know. And at the end of the day, that's not a path that I've chosen for myself and my family, and uh, we're going to do everything we can while we still can to try to protect ourselves. Right, and that's the best thing to do. I mean, we're, we're trying to – hell, Dave's almost got us convinced to move to Honduras with him soon. <laughs> you know, it's You're like, going to Honduras? That's where Dave wants to go. Fortoed, our buddy there, wants to go to Honduras. Yeah, I'm getting um, out of this country. See, that's the question, though. Where do you go? They don't call it the New World Order for nothing. I mean, th- this is something that I've given a lot of thought to. I About uh, three and a half years ago now, I uh, decided that I was going to leave the country, and I went to the most remote location possible that I could find uh, in the Baja Peninsula of Mexico. And uh, it was, you know, I was, first of all, Mexico is, they have martial law there. You know, where we talk about, the possibility of martial law on the streets of the United States. Well, they already have it there, and uh, it's out in the open. So I had to deal with that element. I had to deal with troops coming up onto my property with, you know, their assault rifles that uh, they got from Fast and Furious. Or wait, they only gave them to the cartel. I take that back. Uh, they didn't actually give it to the Mexican military. Although Mexican military received a lot of their training, and this is something I found getting to know some of these guys from our very own forces here. Uh, but but again, back to the question as to where you go, where do you go to avoid this? I mean, do you move to Mongolia where the pro- population density is very low? Uh, I don't know. Um, do you go to South America where these countries have had long histories of all sorts of crazy stuff? I don't know. But I tell you this, Fortoed, if, if you are in Honduras or in, in one of these other countries and shit hits the fan, those people are going to be a lot better off and here's why when shit hits the fan here in miami or here in wherever you are in the in the states uh and people can't get their starbucks coffee and they can't uh, watch porno online uh and uh, all the other crazy stuff that they've you know all these luxuries that they've become dependent on they can't go to the this you know the chipotle or whatever McDonald's or whatever, uh, they're going to freak the fuck out, to put it frankly. You're goddamn right I'm going to freak out if I can't get my internet porn. <laughs> yeah, you're going to freak out. You're right. Uh, and but the people, people are going to jump out of buildings, um, and they're going to act crazy. They're going to go wild. And that, it's because... That might be the first thing that I do is go to a high-rise and jump right off the top if just internet porn goes away. I know. That, that's a big thing. And I'm, I'm afraid for that day to come. But the point is, if you have low expectations like they do in other countries, you're at least going to be better off in, in that regard when, when, you know, shit hits the fan. Oh, well, I didn't expect much. But here they've become complacent and expect a certain quality of life where if they don't have electricity, forget the Internet porn for a moment. Uh, if you don't have electricity, you don't have Internet porn, of course. They're going to freak the fuck out out period it's going to get ugly it's going to get real ugly real fast 
And, uh, you know, the social engineers, they really planned for this because uh, in the 1940s and 50s, we weren't so decadent. We weren't so uh, um, needy as we are now. And uh, do, you, do you agree that the social engineers have done a good job at putting us right where they need us to be before they do the crash? Absolutely. And we see that uh, they've tried to put people into these cities uh, and taken them out from from the farms, of course. And Monsanto and all these big industrial agricultural giants have made that push uh, even more so uh, in the last 20, 30 years. Uh, And it all started once mechanical energy reached a, a place in human history where one machine could take the place of several million human beings' physical labor. And as a result, they said, well, we can start banging things out. And you, know, you guys know the history. The Industrial Revolution took place. Next thing you know, we've started to move to a, quote, service-based economy. And now people are completely on the hook. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of uh, the idea here as to what, what solutions we can offer is that if you realize this and you see how vulnerable you are, how you're on the hook, uh, how do you get yourselves off the hook so that uh, you're not completely fucked when shit hits the fan? That's a good question. And uh, you and Lexi discussed, you know, sprouting in the house to keep the, the gardens going. Uh, her father, Salty, has uh, started up his own beautiful garden. You, you'd be really impressed because I know you do your own gardening. He's got, he just picked like eight or nine pounds of tomatoes to make tomato sauce last week. And he still had a couple hundred tomatoes still on the vines. Um, so he's really taken step forward to doing what he can uh, on his end to um, to really get off the grid and, and learn different things. Uh, he might actually start up a, a survival show here pretty soon, we're hoping. So we got to inform people on how to do it, um, but we also have to be preparing ourselves. And um, I guess that's really how do we get all the way off the grid? Um, you know, because you can't even put solar power on your house now without the government's permission, and most of the time you have to tie into the system. Well, I mean, that's... You go to Honduras. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... I, he didn't listen to you before, Bob. <laughs> What's that? He didn't listen to you what you just said a couple minutes ago. I mean, no, yeah, Honduras... I had an answer for everything, but he just kept rolling, so I didn't, I didn't interrupt. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I figured you, you did. But, you know, Honduras is a possibility. I'm not, I don't want to poo-poo it all together. I mean... Like I was saying, they're probably better off in the regard that people there have least, at least uh, lived under a, you know, a, po- a poor quality of life, comparatively speaking. And uh, they're not as susceptible to um, panic when, when uh, things don't go their way. So, but the question is, how do we live off the grid here in the States? Let's say we want to stay here because you have family here. You don't want to go. You love this country. You're a patriot, you know. Um, and do you want to stay? I, I mean, I'm not saying that that's the necessary that you know that that's the ideal attitude to take. But if you do have that attitude, then what do you do? Uh, and the, and that's a good question. And as you just mentioned, even if you own your property outright, you still have to pay taxes on it. And even if you have solar panels, the, the government has their hands in that, and there's a certain element of control. I think the answer, though, is to just get as self-sustainable as possible, within reason. So and you're advocating to be the, the freest slave possible. Be as uh, free of a slave as you can possibly be. Um, and no, I'm, I'm not advocating that for Toad. Uh, the, the idea is that... 
When I talk to when I talk to somebody of substance, I don't like to be called the nickname. My name's Dave. Okay, I'm sorry, Doctor Dave. I'm not Fortoed though. I like Fortoed. What you want? It just you know it it seems weird when we're I know it is weird. It's a conversation, then then Fortoed comes up. He just insulted everybody he knows. <laughs> right, none of us are of substance. Yeah, we're not of substance. Bob, you matter. You matter. The rest of us, the rest of us are cum stains on corduroy pants. <laughs> Good. Well, Bob, let us let us give you the background real fast of the four toed. Um, Dave got a really bad infection, and he he lost a toe. So that's where the nickname comes from. You lost a toe. Yeah, I lost a toe and a metatarsal behind it. I had a uh, bone infection. Hey, uh. Bob, could you do me a favor? No. <laughs> please, seriously? Could you never, no. ever, 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 ever call him? Uh, don't ever call him Dave. Call him Fortoed, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Bob. Continue with what you were saying. Sorry, we didn't mean to interrupt that uh, role no, you were on. Okay. So uh, where was I? As far as being the freest slave. No, you, you don't want to be a slave. At the end of the day, uh, Dave, I really could live without electricity, and I could be completely primitive with, with my existence. Um, I don't, I mean, I, if I needed to make fire, I'll go out there and use a fucking bow drill, you know? Uh, and that's the attitude that I have. If, if that's what it takes to be free, then I'm willing to go that extra mile. So, um, I actually, you, you got to do the best you can and you got to pick and choose your battles. So if it makes more sense to be here in the States where you have a community and you have a network, uh, then you have to take that into consideration and see if that fits. You know, ultimately for me, living in Mexico completely alone, although I had fruit trees and I had an abundance of resources and I was completely off the grid, ultimately that that was uh, selfish of me to do so. You know, I, I didn't have community. I wasn't able to be an activist and help others. And at the end of the day, I said to myself, <clears throat> I said, Bob, you're no different than those scumbags that are going to go to their underground bunkers or their arcs or whatever crazy shit they think is going to protect them. You're no different than they are if you're going to sit here and uh, try to get away from it all. So that was my choice that I made. Uh, and I, I said to myself, well, I, I'm not going to go by, you know, uh, go about this silently. I'm not going to just uh, get away from it all while my brothers and sisters are behind me suffering and uh, wasting away in chaos so that that's yeah, these that's are all want to be the people most people want to be here and they want to deal with the bullshit and they want to take your rights away and they think the government is good and they pay their taxes willingly you know uh you can't change that well you can't change i, I think it's an idealistic thing that that you, you have and uh i'd love for people to change but i've been you know i've been trying to unlock people's minds for years and i can't even get most of my family to do it <laughs> now bob you were listening because i know you uh you you sent a message on the chat box that we don't need government um and i again i, I i'm assuming you heard our little debate there about that i i didn't i, I came in at the end of it so um i only heard that uh, one person was taking a, a completely um oh what's the word i want to use i don't want to say <laughs> I don't want to say anarchist. That's the word I was avoiding. Volunteerist? Volunteerism? Yeah, volunteerist or, or a non-statist uh, position. And uh, I certainly 
uh, empathy. What's the word I want to use there? I don't know. I I can hardly speak. Uh, it's been a long week. <laughs> I'm sure. But um, the point remains. You know, I I can completely sympathize with that position. But at the same time, government in its very essence is mind control. Uh, if you break down the meaning of the word itself, you have governed to control and, and meant uh, is, jeez, uh, what's the exact? Uh, uh, well, it's, it comes from mental or, or minds. Uh, so if you look at the Latin, uh, you would find that it's, uh, you know, when you break it down, it's, it's mind control. Right. Uh, so I just don't see it as a necessary institution. I don't see us being born uh, and needing government to, to save us. Um, I think that that is one of the world's oldest religions and it, it it came to existence before religion itself and actually hid behind religion at, at many different points in history uh, as a control function. And we don't need controllers. We're born free. And if you look at the actual meaning of anarchy, it means without a ruler, which I think all of us can uh, relate to. We don't want rulers. Uh, so I, I think philosophically speaking... Uh, I'm very much against that. Now, in all actuality, will things go to hell in a handbasket? I don't know for sure. But my intuition tells me that we'll be just fine. Uh, we don't – I mean what do we need government for uh, to go back to your debate? That's the question I ask anybody who is uh, a proponent of government. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and let me uh, clear my position. I agree with the voluntarism state of mind. Uh, I agree that we don't need a ruler that we should be able to govern ourselves. Um, my only issue at this point in time in the world we live in right now, you can't just say by government. It just can't tomorrow be gone. And the reason I say that is because of what we just talked about with the social engineers. They've developed a dependency on government. And if we just yank it away in a moment's notice, I think we'll have a lot worse of a problem as if we were to slowly um, eliminate it, it piece by piece until we were down to either a, a very limited or no government. Well, that's absolutely the case. I agree with that 100 uh, percent. Look at how these people are freaking out with the with even the talk of removing their food stamps. Yeah. Oh, and, God. Yeah. I mean, so those people out there that are dependent on the nanny state that voted for Barry Sotero both times around, they will freak out without government. So in that regard, I completely agree. Okay. Well, that's, uh, did you happen to? I, I don't know if you ever really check in on on what Alex Jones is doing, but did you he, see he had the Obama phone lady this week? You know, I, I hate to admit it, but uh, yeah, I, I did see that, <laughs> and um, I did listen to a bit of it. I don't know why it, it's it sucked me in, dude, uh, and I think it sucked a lot of people in because even people I know that would never admit it, they were talking to me about it and saying, "Hey." He had the Obama phone lady on, and she, she is, I mean, I hate to say this, she, she's, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, I don't want to say retarded, but she's, she's an idiot, and, 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 not the, and not the mean name-calling way, but literally, she's an idiot, right, literally. Right, Well, that, and, that was a great example, though, of what our society has yeah, become. I, I well, think so. Just, or she's just working for media attention. But with that in mind, you know, we have that level of people in every society across the world. Do you really legitimately foresee 
you know, a collective group of people getting together and running themselves without appointing some sort of leadership. Knowing that there's people on this planet like that that need that. I don't think she needs leadership, though. Do you think that she could function on her own without any sort of leadership? I mean, I think at the end of the day, if she didn't have the leadership to begin with, she might be uh, a more sovereign, free-thinking individual who wasn't uh, as kept back. Okay. Um, so, but I, I don't know the answer to that question, Lexi. I, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer because, again, they we we've we've seen this engineering, and it takes a lot to step out of it. I mean, up until four years ago, Bob, I was you know strong, strong, whatever the word I'm trying to say Staunch. is, Staunch. neocon. Thank you. Yeah, neocon. I mean, I was you know bush, 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 parking lot, uh, the whole uh, Middle East, and all that stuff. You know, I was I was that person, and it was. It was hard changing. It, it was very hard to, uh, to to accept that everything I believed in. Now, I'm, of course, I was the total opposite end of the spectrum, but I'm, I'm, I'd have to believe it's the same for the other end of the spectrum, that uh, to accept all this stuff is, is reality. And, uh, you know, I guess on that side, though, you have to learn to work where, you know, I've worked since I was 12 years old, and I think I went on unemployment once, and it was for a very short period of time. So... I guess there's different battles that you'll have coming out of it from each end, but we're it's the same thing. Does that make sense? The way I did, I confuse everybody. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I think Bob, you still there with us? Yeah, I, I think I just lost the toe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh there uh, it I went. was referring to a camel toe, by the way. My <laughs> wife just left the room. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, Ooh, Bob's That's throwing him out now. Whoa! <laughs> if, if he goes by four toed, can I be camel toed? <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you'd like to be, Bob, sure. <laughs> okay. Watch out, Bob, man. Those things those will stick to you. <laughs> yeah, this is a wrong show to do that on, man. <laughs> We like to, you know, we like to get information out. We like to talk about serious things, but we try to just have a little fun while we do it. Um, the group of people you're talking to right now, I mean, you have the voluntarist, um, you have the, the, the truther, myself. My wife would be, um, I don't even know what the hell I'll call you, honey. You're, you're, she's just kind of like right in the middle, and then Shifty is the statist. So, you know, we got a good... According to Four Toad, or I'm sorry, Dave, <laughs> I'm kind of a statist. Stop calling him Dave. He <laughs> <laughs> really, really pissed me off. He said that, that, that I had no substance and I'm a douche and I, I heard what he said. That's our status, Bob. If you if you really want to get have some fun with somebody, that's the one. What state? <laughs> no, he's the status he, to he mind. Loves, he loves the state. He loves the government and the government can't do much wrong and we should all bow down to it. He Doesn't wants to motor about the government. Is, you know? If it's uh, the government of Saudi Arabia, let's uh, treat women like shit. If it's the government of uh, you know the China, let's you know put the fallen Dafa practitioners in labor camps and sell their organs and control the internet. It doesn't matter, right? Well, no, I mean just because I don't believe that you know everything that happens bad in this country is because uh, some evil dictator wants to take away your guns means I'm a statist, apparently. <laughs> You know, if the, the, look, the bottom line is, is that 
because I don't completely toe their line, uh, which, you know, completely toeing their line is exactly what they're supposed to be against, uh, then all of a sudden I'm a statist and and, and, an evil uh, Republican, basically. Actually, uh, you know, that's um, been referred to as a skeptic, right? And the funny thing is the so-called skeptics, and I've dealt with a few of these uh, skeptical inquirer a couple years ago, interviewed me. And I said, oh, skeptical inquirer. Cool, they're skeptical of the mainstream's take on different things. That was my first thought. And it turns out what they're skeptical of is everything contrary to what us crazy conspiracy theorists think. So if you think the moon is made out of cheese, they think you're full of shit. If you think that uh, water is H2O, well, they think that's a conspiracy that water is really h 14 or whatever. So the point is, uh, these so-called skeptics seem to me to be nothing more than just uh, taking the contrary statist position on anything that comes up, whether it's Sandy Hook, 9-11, fluoride, it doesn't matter. They just see it all as kind of blankly crazy. No, I mean, hey, look, I'm I'm with everybody that the fluoride thing, you know, and there, there is is absolutely ludicrous. You know, you're you're swallowing this stuff. I mean, come on, you know. I remember when you went to the dentist, you were supposed to switch with it and then toss it back into the deal. And right if you, a little bit of it, it hurt your stomach. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, taking Mountain Dew off the shelves would probably do ten times more good than uh, than than fluoride in the water. But nonetheless, my problem is that with conspiracy theorists. Anytime anything bad happens that's hard to swallow, and make no mistake about it, a whole second-grade classroom getting wiped out after a dude closes the door behind him is pretty goddamn hard to swallow a couple weeks before Christmas. Planes going in uh, – wait a minute. I don't even want to go there. Uh, you know, a, a guy going into a movie theater in Colorado and wiping out half of these people while they watch Batman, which, by the way, to this day, I still haven't watched Batman because of that stupid crap. I really need to see it. Uh, but – Anytime anything bad happens that's hard to swallow, there seems to be some conspiracy theory behind it. It immediately becomes, you know, oh, well, you know, that couldn't happen. And to me, the way that I see it, Mr. Tuscan, is that it's kind it's of – Dr. Like- Tuscan, by the way. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Tuscan. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I- Ph- PhD in conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but listen, dude. Okay, I hear you. That it may look like that on the surface, but that doesn't mean that there's not a whole bunch of holes in these well, stories, and that those should be look at, looked at unto themselves, regardless of the fact that it seems that every time there's something hard to swallow, we come up with these holes. These holes exist, regardless. Of the fact, again, that it seems like because there's something hard to swallow that we're automatically taking a contrary position. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. But see, I equate conspiracy theorism to religious. I equate conspiracy theorism to people who have a problem in believing in religion, but they have that thing in their brain that they need to believe in something that they can't feel, touch, see, uh, they have a need to believe it, and they can't believe that Jesus walked on water. They don't want to believe in religion. They don't want to believe in going to a church. I don't blame them. I don't either. Uh, but I feel like that mechanism's still there, so they feel the need to believe that whatever it is. Right, because Sand- Building 7 is exactly like Jesus Christ. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, we, a we really— We Building 7 collapse uh, just like we didn't see Jesus. That's an irrational comparison. The two are not one and the same. 
in conspiracy ha- theorism, you're questioning things, whereas with organized religion, it's acceptance and ha- domination. However, however you, but that's – see, you're looking at it on the opposite side. You're also accepting that all of these things never happened. You're accepting that what you're reading on – or what you're seeing on YouTube is always true. I mean, it's – you know, like – I don't even go on YouTube, first of all. Not, and not, No. Not you. And it's if it's on the internet, it's true, right? And if it's on mainstream media, it must be true also. Oh, it's got to be. Mean, and instead of attacking me, try to understand <laughs> what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is, is that there's – uh, you know, a, a lot of these conspiracy theories, almost all of them, almost all conspiracy theorists really want to argue with and, and believe. And to me, I believe that there's a few of them here and there that might have, you know, hold some water. I agree. I'm not going to say that all of them are, are BS. However, I am going to say that not all of them can be true. If all of them really were true, then a lot of them would have fallen apart by now. I'm hearing a whole bunch of generalities in, in what you're saying here. Well, I'm hearing bunch. a whole lot of generalities in the fact that every time anything bad happens in this country that's hard to swallow, there has to be some explanation and how some black op guy. I mean, it's like the chemtrails. Where's the pilots? It's like the Sandy Hook thing. I mean, they want to say. have to be pilots? <laughs> Thank Come you. Come on. Where's the pictures of these things taken off without pilots? Where's the drones taken off? Somebody's got to drive the plane. Wait, let's, wait, let's think of. Well, and Dave does have a point. Somebody does have to drive the plane. But shifting. Not necessarily. Where's the, where's the sergeant aircraft? that's loading the chemicals in the plane? Well, uh, just like the, the military is on a need-to-know basis and, and completely compartmentalized, mm-hmm. these black ops are, are working the same way. And by the way, where have you been? I, I wish people like you would call my show. Uh, will Don't you, say will that because you will. Please harass me on my show from time to time because I, I really love having these conversations with people like yourself. Bob, I wouldn't mind being a guest on your show. I don't want to call and get yelled at, though. <laughs> no, no, I want you to, I, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not that guy. I'm not a, a wannabe uh, Rush Limbaugh here, okay? I mean, um, I'm, not, I'm not super, uh, uh, I'm not super uh, uh, educated in all of these matters, okay? However, you know, what I am is just a regular guy with a college degree and half of a master's who owns a company and has a family and likes radio that's pretty much it so you're i mean i'm an easy target for you if you are very well versed in the topic that you want to argue about yeah because i'm just going to speak in general you know i'm glad you've admitted that <laughs> I, I don't mind admitting it because i i just i look at him and i shake my head it's like i watched this video on sandy hook and i see this thing about this girl and i immediately zoned in on that and i i opened up a new tab i started browsing and bam within seconds i thought i saw the pictures and i went yep that's bullshit well, see, there's a lot of bullshit out there, though. See, I, I agree with you on, on I think, uh, many different a- aspects of these, quote, conspiracies, whatever they are or they aren't. And, and that gives uh, the rest of it uh, a bad name. That muddies the water. And uh, I do think oftentimes people are stretching. Uh, and, and I think in that regard, the conspiracy is the conspiracy, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So there's, right. there's multiple layers to these uh, different things, and you can't. We got to break it down piece by piece, right? And Shifty, that was a great segue because we we don't. I don't know how much more time we have with Bob. We're getting close to the next break here, and I do want to get in because Bob, I know the Intel Hub's been really uh, releasing some great articles this past week on this whole Sandy Hook thing, and that video that he's speaking of uh, with these things. Um, I've tried to explain to some people before that sometimes 
they try to uh, counter conspiracy us to make us look totally crazy. So I would like to break down what we can uh, on the Sandy Hook, what's proven to be the big um, standout things that show that we have an issue here. Well, I can tell you what's not been proven and, and again, what uh, is stretching. Uh, To say that Sandy Hook was in uh, the Batman movie. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this one, Mm -hmm. but they... They report that uh, Sandy Hook was uh, popped in there, and they're claiming this is predictive programming, and that you know, ba ba ba. Well, it turns out that Sandy Hook is well a part of New York, mm-hmm. uh, and Batman's. Gotham City, which actually, is a map of, on, I have to correct you. It's a, it's the tip of New Jersey. It, you pass it as you're going through New York. Okay, Park. it's it's, exactly. a, it's a part of the tri-state area. It's a, right. Coming from New Yorker, you can correct me. Uh, or are you from New Jersey? Which one is? He's it? a New Yorker. I'm from New York, so yeah, I know. I know okay. Sandy Hook well. All right. So, but it, but the point is, there. New York uh, is what Gotham City is a representation of, right? So that's it's there. You know, it's there's. I mean, it's it's there. It's in the map, regardless of this whole thing, right? So, that is a piece of uh, info that's that's stretching. That that again gives. The rest of the factual stuff, bad name. Now, factually, we know that uh, the police, and you can listen to it in their own words, uh, were looking at, uh, were looking for nuns dressed in nun outfits that were suspected shooters in this. Uh, factually, we know, in regards to the Sandy Hook thing, that regardless if it was completely staged, that there has been a huge propaganda campaign to try to go after the Second Amendment in, in multiple respects. So sometimes for me, it's it's not really too important to get into all the details and to necessarily say it was flat out stage and everyone is an actor. I don't know that we need to know if that's the case necessarily to know that they're going to use this in typical Hegelian dialectic fashion, problem, reaction, solution, regardless if the problem was conceived by them or not. So I want to make that uh, perfectly understood as a prerequisite to talking about the other aspects of this. Now, another thing that I saw making the rounds on the Internet was that uh, this kid's father was uh, scheduled to testify in the LIBOR scandal mm-hmm. and that the guy from Colorado's father was also scheduled to testify at the LIBOR scandal. And I have not been able to validate that information. In fact, the LIBOR scandal has already been taking place and it, it doesn't add up. I, I have found no solid evidence that there's any connection there. Uh, and, you know, the, the fact that th- some of these people were actors, uh, one of the videos that made the rounds was some guy laughing his ass off and then saying, am I on? Am I on? Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and start, he started hysterically crying. I'm not sure that that tells me that he's an actor. All that tells me is that he's going through a lot of grief, which people could go through in that people situation. People grieve differently, like and it's, you know, yeah. it can't be discounted that some people have irrational behavior going on when they're grieving and, and something that traumatic and severe. So we really need to try to omit all of these little things so that people like yourself can actually grasp some of the factual information and see how it fits in. Uh, And that's been my take on the whole Sandy Hook thing, is that I've been very careful not to just jump into the conspiracy because uh, it's crazy shit that uh, they're trying to exploit. They would exploit it regardless, believe me. They would. 
Yeah, they, even if they didn't do it, they were happy to see it. Uh, what did Rahm Emanuel say? Never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So they do use things that happen. Um, maybe they don't orchestrate them, but but damn it, if they can use it, they damn well sure will. Damn well sure will. Yeah, sure. I think we'll find more validi- validity in looking at you know, how useful would it really be to ban assault rifles to do this, to do that, and to make comparisons. And we can look to Chicago to make those types of comparisons, really. And it doesn't work. And if we use that as a contrast, that's going to be more useful in this circumstance than saying that Sandy Hook was an inside job or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think uh, Chicago is already up to 28 gun deaths and 30 or 40 murders, something like that. It's crazy. And uh, I don't think coming after our our weapons is the way to handle this. Now, people then say, well, a lot of this, uh, you know, a lot of the Second Amendment was to help protect us from a tyrannical government. You got guys like Alex Jones going on Pierce Morgan saying, oh, 1776, you know, all that bit and uh, the revolution and all that. And people around the world are looking at this saying, is America going to see a civil war? Are we going to go crazy on, on each other and uh, and see that kind of thing? Well, uh, folks, as much as, uh, you know, I'm fond of having uh, guns and, you know, protecting yourself and your liberty – I don't think that you could possibly connect enough assault rifles. Uh, I don't think you could have enough bazookas, for crying out loud, to protect yourself from uh, a military that has all the weapons in the world, if it is us against the military, uh, which I don't think it is. But if, if we're going to bring up the classic interpretation of the Second Amendment being there to protect us from our own military, well, that's uh, that possibility is long gone because they got... Uh, far superior technologies that uh, none of our guns combined would stand up to. I completely agree. And I was just actually saying that to Sean a few days ago when we were driving around. I said, you know, if it really did come down to that as like a civil war type situation and it was us against the government, I mean, while we may outnumber them, they have Kevlar and ammo and weapons stockpiled and armored cars and tanks and drones. I mean, (laughs) we would be screwed. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Bob, they just bought a whole nother, was it one another one million or something or one billion Billion. rounds? Yeah. Yeah, Hollow tip bullets, too. Yeah, I don't know what's the reason for the Second Amendment. You know, well, we should have the same stuff as the, as the military has, or we should have access to it. I mean, Sweden has you know, it, right? I agree. Um, no, not Sweden. It's uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. But um, Sweden's the opposite. In fact, they, they uh, go after the guns there like you wouldn't believe. And as a result, uh, violent crimes have gone through the roof in Sweden. Um, but uh, I agree that we, we need to have you know militias and that kind of thing. But I also don't think, however, that... The government, the military, in this kind of blanket sense of, the, of, of both of the meanings of those words, uh, is going to come after the people. I don't see – I mean, Sean, you served in the military, right? Yes. I, if you were still in the military, regardless if you were brainwashed neocons still, there's no chance in hell that you're going to take an order to come after American citizens. So what does that tell me? Not necessarily that – uh, the military isn't going to be used as a, as a pawn in that they're not going to try to ship most of our military overseas so that they're not here in that sort of position. Uh, that tells me that uh, companies like Blackwater and other mercenaries 
will be, if anything, the pawns used to enforce a crackdown on uh, us here domestically. And uh, again, I don't think m- the majority of the military is going to stand for that. But at the same time, you have to consider, too, that our military are virtually guinea pigs. I mean, they're being vaccinated left and right. Who's to say that they wouldn't be massively drugged in large quantities and sent out to terrorize our nation? Who's to say that's not a possibility? Mm -hmm. Well, they might drop the uh, gay bomb on them. You guys ever hear about the gay bomb? Yeah, I remember hearing. They were going to use that in uh, um, uh, Iran, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, this is a real thing that the, they've tested, and it was basically a bomb with all sorts of hormones and all sorts of crazy shit. And it was estrogen laden. Uh, estrogen, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, no, but to, on a serious note, I don't know. I I think that yeah, that many of them are just t- following orders, right? And, and a lot of my problem with with what we're saying here with the military is I agree with with uh, you know again I served. I'm an oath keeper. I know the Oath Keepers organization has grown a lot recently, and I hope it continues to grow. Um, <clears throat> but my biggest concern is, uh, you know, we've limited, or we haven't even limited, we've opened up our military to more people um, that maybe would not have been there before. Um, when I was in, when I got out, you could really see the gang culture growing within the military. And I know that's become a, a problem. Um, in the military, because you have a lot of people that were given no alternative, alternative but to join uh, the military, and you do see a lot of that kind of culture in there. So that is a little bit of a concern I have in the back of my head when it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're taking kids, and and I saw it uh, in my own area uh, from the inner cities. They're recruiting heavily. They're saying, "Hey, we're going to give you a huge signing bonus. We're going to pay for your college. Come join the military." And uh, at that point, uh, they are just glorified mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, and that's a little bit of a concern to think about. Uh, Bob, I got uh, one of my other show hosts from the station here is uh, on the. Uh, Kevin, you there? Yes, sir. I, oops. Oh, you got your uh, you got your effects on there, buddy. I was playing with my new toy. Sorry. He's on protection. <laughs> He's on protection. So, uh, Kevin, did you have a question for uh, Bob here? No, I was just uh, actually I seen him on there. I wanted to apologize. We called him about four weeks ago on accident. Oh, <laughs> sort of show up on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, Bob. I apologize to you. They uh, they called yeah, you. Yeah, I, I was really offended by that, uh, Kevin. <laughs> um, please, never again. Well, I was uh, new to the uh, the uh, Skype later thing, if you will, and I was. I clicked on it, and I, I said, who the hell am I calling? I said, who, who the hell is Bob Tuscan? I said, God damn it. <laughs> oh, well, and I'm just for future reference, it's Dr. Tuscan, sir. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm offended that you didn't know who I was until uh, you guys rudely called me. I mean, you could at least have the dignity to know who I am. I mean, everybody knows who Bob Tuscan is. <laughs> I'm, learning, I'm learning. I vaguely remember that. I think me and Bob uh, spoke for a couple minutes, actually, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, um, is that Fortoed? No, that was uh, Shifty, Chris. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> rem- remember that, Chris. So yeah. he's not a bad guy, by the way. I like Chris. He's not a bad guy. <laughs> no, none of these guys are. They're just some of them are hard headed. That's all. Then Chris <laughs> all gave right. him a nice insult, and Bob hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened? No. Um. No. Oh, okay. 
Because I don't remember much. I, I have act like an asshole, though. I'm sure of it. I, I usually do. Probably Me all too. confused. So, all right, Bob, um, we're getting close to the end of the hour here. Let's uh, let's get your information out there. I know uh, you've got your show you're doing daily, um, which we still have to work on getting you streamed onto me. Uh, we got, we had you on the first week or two, um, but on, it's technical stuff we'll talk about another time, you and I. Yeah, um, I got you. So go ahead and uh, give us your information, where we can find all your stuff, promote Shade again, um, and get out whatever else you feel you need to uh, get out there. Sure. ShadeTheMotionPicture.com is the documentary we're working on. And, um, well, I've been kind of in the background working on some uh, next steps for the Bob Tuscan show. So I'll let you know about that as as it comes down the, the pike here. And um, is that is that the saying, comes down the pike? Down the pipe? Is it the pipe? pipe? I think it's come down the pipe, if I'm not mistaken. I'm no, sure. I, think it's, I, I think it is pipe or pike. I think because, Depends uh, on time, where you live. Like, and yeah. the pipe, yeah. Perspective. You ever say a saying and you say, is that, a, is that really what I'm... <laughs> no, Anyways. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm a talk show host doesn't mean I actually know how to speak. Uh, so, so what a great plug f- uh, for my show. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, five days a week, 6 to 7 p.m. at the moment, but uh, just... Contact me uh, via email, bobtuskin at theintelhub.com. Uh, theintelhub.com is where you can find all my work. And i got a lot of great people working behind the scenes with us. And uh, last but not least, if you want, add me on Facebook so that I can track you along with uh, Zuckerberg and, and the CIA. And I can learn what you had for breakfast and uh, how many bowel movements you've had this week. And Shifty will definitely share that with you, and you might get his, uh, you know, his beat off count too. So, and before you go, Bob, just real quick, have you been following the Schnitt Clem trial here in Florida? Uh, Todd Schnitt. Yes. Yeah, Todd Schnitt and Bubba the Love Sponge. It's the uh, the big name calling trial of the century. Uh, I know Todd Schnitt. Um, what do you think of Todd? Uh, you know, he goes by, what does he go by? He does a, mo- MJ. a pop stream morning show too, right? Yeah, right. MJ. MJ. I've, listen, I've known Todd for a while. And I, I, um, I, I grew up in South Florida and he's, he's a Jewish boy from South Florida too, you know. Uh, right. Todd Schnitt is, um, well, he's full of shit. Or Schnitt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the easiest blow there, but uh, no. Tell me about it before I go. What's what's happening? Go ahead, Shefty. Uh, okay, so basically, uh, what happened is that, and and I'm just going to give you the loose version of it because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, basically, back in the day, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge, Clem, and uh, Todd Schnitt worked together, and uh, uh, they never got along very well. Uh, some things were said back and forth, and then uh, the Clear Channel executives uh, supposedly told them that they could not continue talking about each other at all. So uh, Bubba claims that MJ was uh, 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 instrumental in getting him fired, and then Bubba goes into this radio exile, goes to work for Howard Stern on satellite radio, uh, and then January something of 2008, Bubba comes back to terrestrial radio, but this time he's under contract with the Cox Media Group. And he goes on an absolute firestorm after uh, Mr. Schnitt. And uh, along the way, Mr. Schnitt's wife had been on uh, uh, MJ's show a lot up until this point. And uh, Bubba, you know, referred to her as a whore. Uh, you know, Bubba 
when uh, when Gasparilla, this parade that we have in Tampa, came around, uh, you know, he uh, said that people should go out and express their feelings towards Mr. Schnipp, but don't touch him, but just grease him, you know? And uh, all of a sudden, these lawsuits start coming out. And this particular lawsuit um, has stuck and is now in trial. And the uh, every single day, it is live on uh, WTSP.com and RadioIO.com. And, uh, and it has just – it is an absolute attack on the First Amendment. Uh, it is awful what is going on. We're going to get into a lot of detail about it later. But, uh, you know, essentially what it is is that Todd Schnitt – uh, thinks that nobody should be able to call his wife, who was a public figure, a whore. And, of course, it, it wasn't meant that she was out turning tricks on 4th Street or whatever. You know, it was just meant like, uh, you know, Bob, you're a fuckhead. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I'm definitely a fuckhead. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I see that. Um, is Clear Channel backing this uh, lawsuit? I'm curious to know. No, they are not. So it's just Todd Schnitt? It is just Todd Schnitt. And, and essentially, I think that what it boils down to is is uh, you know, a, a guy who... Uh, Was you butthurt? Know, yeah, butthurt and thinks he's above everything. And, uh, in my he's opinion, a neocon too, by the way. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in your opinion, yes. And in my opinion, and everybody. Well, no, he does a neocon talk show. It's, it's, no, yeah. he's a neocon. I totally agree with that. <laughs> so I guess the, the big thing about this, Bob, and the reason why I wanted your, you know, get your opinion on it and see if you'd heard it is because if, by some strange chance, uh, Todd Schnitt uh, wins this case, it's going to cause massive, massive problems for people in radio and TV whether it be internet, terrestrial, or whatever, um, because everybody can sue everybody then because it's going to set a precedent. So there's going to be case log of somebody being sued for their words. I'm going to be sued uh, to kingdom come. Jeez. <laughs> the thing of it is, though, is you can sue anyone right now for anything that you would want to be it breathing because it bothers you, but whether it holds water and pulls through is another situation. And I just don't see this following through for Todd Schnitt. I think it's been a waste of time and money and it's really unfortunate and ridiculous and pathetic. And it should have never you got know, to this people, point. Go ahead, Bob. Sorry. It's people like him, unfortunately, that give uh, Jews a bad name. I could yeah. see how somebody could say, oh, this Jew Todd Schnitt. No, I don't think people. anybody's making that correlation at all. Uh, I am, because I come from a There's Jewish a lot of short jokes coming out, but uh, the Jew thing, no, that's been really a tiny aspect of the whole thing. Yeah, it has. I'm sure. The, uh, do you know what happens when you Google Bob Tuscan, what the uh, suggestions are, by the way? The second yeah, one. I know. Bob Tuscan Jew, I know. <laughs> I mean, mine doesn't come up like, like, like uh, shifty on the radio German. Well, I get trolled by the anti-Jewish people. You know, I I chose to be Jew- born into a Jewish family, even though I'm completely secular and don't buy into any of that shit. But because I chose to have parents who wanted to circumcise me with a rabbi and all that Jewish shit, uh, somehow I'm a shill who's working for the Mossad and everything else. <laughs> oh, so, wait a minute. Are, are you uh, are, are you in the Illuminati? What? The Illuminati. The Illuminati. Hey, hey I, was, I was just wondering if you could get something done for me, so call me later. <laughs> um, I see I see. we got uh, – we're going we're gonna to cut you loose here in a minute, Bob. I just want to see. I just had a caller call in, and I wanted to see if it was somebody who had a question for you. Uh, caller 863, are you there? No. 
Martin. Yellow. Hey, it's Amanda. Hey, Amanda. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. We're just getting ready to go to a break. Do you want to hang on through the break? We're going to get rid of our guest here. Yeah, it's fine. All right, cool. We're getting rid of you, Dr. Tuscan. I mean, you're welcome to stick around if you want to stick around with us, but I figured you uh, you know, you gave us your hour. I'm going and... to uh, reruns of Todd Schnitt after this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, you're, if you're serious, if you'd like me to come on your show, you know how to find me, right? No, oh, dude, I, I'd, I'd welcome that. So let's stay in touch. Uh, add me on Skype. That's the best way to do so. I will do. All right, Bob, I want to thank you for nice joining us. Nice to meet you, Bob, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Kevin. Nice to meet you as well. I'll have to check out your show without uh, just being uh, called up out of the blue. And, uh, <laughs> Amanda, it sounds like uh, you're going to be a fascinating caller because you're in some sort of jungle or some sort of zoo. and That's, that's great. Horrible. But, uh, yeah, that is a good background noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Thanks, as always, for having me on. I'm looking forward to hearing Popeye next week. And uh jack blood who's guaranteed to give you a good time oh yeah i'm looking forward to it and uh, again thank you bob everybody make sure you check out his show uh during the week you can find that at intel hub is where the hell they get to it correct uh, the intel the, hub. why do i always forget the the in that sorry about that <laughs> all right bob you have a great night man we'll talk to you soon and uh with that said we're gonna go over to break when we get back we got uh Amanda from uh, another intern from Shannon Burke show on the line. We got Kevin sitting here, and of course Chris and Sh- Shifty and uh, Fortoed are on the line there. So uh, let me uh, get the stuff going. And uh, as we move out here, just remember you listen to First Fifty Two on Raz Radio Live. Um, if you want to join us in the next hour, it's going to be nine four one four two one zero four zero one. Don't forget, you can join us in the shout box at razradiolive.com forward slash chat. And uh, where else, what else can you do? Oh, hit us on the Twitter. Uh, at Sean Raz, at ShiftySBS, at Toad Jones, at LexiRaz. You can hit us all there. Uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Enjoy the break. Enjoy the music. Man, you hear this bullshit they be talking Every day, man, it's like these motherfuckers is just like professional liars, you know what I'm saying? It's wow. Listen. Fuck the president's speeches, I'm baptized by America and covered in leeches, the dirty water that bleaches your soul and your facial features, drowning you with propaganda that they spit through the speakers, and if you speak about the evil that the government does, the Patriot Act to track you to the type of your blood, they try to frame you, they say you was trying to sell drugs and throw a federal indictment on niggas to show you love, this shit is run by fake Christians, fake politicians, look at their mansions, and look at the conditions you live in, all they talk about is terrorism on television, they tell you to listen, but they don't really tell you their mission, they funded Al-Qaeda, and now they blame the Muslim religion, even though Bin Laden was a CIA tactician, they gave him billions of dollars, and they funded his purpose, Fahrenheit 9-11, that's just scratching the surface, surface. Bin Laden, blow up projects, it was your nigga, tell the truth nigga, push knock down the tower, tell the truth nigga, push knock down the tower, tell the
say the rebels in Iraq still fight for Saddam, but that's bullshit. I show you why it's totally wrong. Cause if another country invaded the hood tonight, it'd be warfare to Harlem and Washington Heights. I wouldn't be fighting for Bush or white America's dream. I'd be fighting for my people's survival and self-esteem. I wouldn't fight for racist churches from the South, my nigga. I'll be fighting to keep the occupation out, my nigga. You ever clock someone who talks shit for look at you wrong? Imagine if they shot at you and was raping your moms. And of course, Saddam Hussein had chemical weapons. We sold them that shit after Ronald Reagan's election. Mercenary contractors fighting a new era. Corporate military banking off the war on terror. They controlling the ghetto with the fear of attack. Trying to distract the fact that they engineering the crack. So I'm scrapped like Lee Malvo holding a sniper rifle. These bullets will touch your kids. And I don't mean like Michael. Your body be sent to the morgue. Stripped down and recycled. I fire on house niggas that support you and like you. Cause innocent people get murdered in the struggle daily. And poor people never get shit and struggle daily. This ain't no alien conspiracy theory. This shit is real. Written on a dollar underneath the Masonic seal. Y'all don't rap with dead presidents. I'd rather see the president dead. It's never been said, but I set precedence. Yes. Friedman from bradblog.com. You're listening to the first 52. God only knows why. And he would know what's best for me and my family because he's a doctor. So we all got blue shots. Vitamins and nutrients are via legal in the year 2010. If we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderers. They're about to hook it up. Codex Alimentarius, baby, look it up. They spray you from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry, they got a pill for you. Ask your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb. They gave lab rats cancer, but please don't be alarmed. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown at Monsanto don't own. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thank the World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the sheep of America. America. America, simply the sheeple of America, we the sheeple of America. A hundred plus of the world's wealthiest people meet every June to see to it their plan is complete. Prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, CEOs, international bankers, C-3PO's, also known as the young psychopaths who fawn over their elders and give them charts and graphs. Pondering how to reduce the population, injecting our boys and girls with poisonous inoculations. Yum, yum, mercury's good, at least the news will tell you that, and they certainly should, cause they're owned by the CFR, but who cares about the Royal Institute of International Affairs? Jerry Springer's on, yeah, two transvestites are about the fist fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making plans for the order of the new world, about to send the lambs to the slaughter. You think they care about 3,000 American men, women, and children? They about to kill a couple billion. If you're in the dark, my friend, you might despise my words, but you had the wool pulled over your eyes. We the people of America, America, America. We the people of America. We the people of America. Collectively in a tree. 
kiss the queen's big ring. They took away your vision with bling. And in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is always king. In other words, they got the republic by the throat. Your vote don't count because they count the votes. They'll never tell you where you're headed, you nerd. The good shepherd never sharpens his knives in front of the herd. That's why you keep your head down, grazing in the grass. But before you know it, now you're in a whole nother pasture. They keep you sucking on a staggering and ass for a team. It's eating your brain with a disaster. Glued to the tube to see what your favorite star's doing. The corporate news is faker than a cartoon. Even just the follow Tana said you're just a nation of sheep. Some get slaughtered, some get fleeced. <laughs> we the sheep of America. America. go welcome back to the first 52 on raz radio live glad to have you guys here with us again i love having bob on it's a great conversation i really look forward to uh when our buddy shifty gives a call into this show and has a little debate with him welcome everybody back i hear we i hear we got uh i hear we got uh amanda still on the line there yes i'm here how you doing amanda Doing good, doing good. So Shifty convinced you to give us a call tonight, eh? Yeah, <laughs> he did. Where, now, you're out at a concert, I saw. Oh, we went to the Lightning Game. Oh, out of the Lightning Game. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, we just got out a little bit ago. How'd they do? Did they, they win? Oh, yeah, they won. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Not. I mean, how could they lose? I mean, they've been doing how, all that. Practice. How could they lose? Uh, this is going to sound really. all those new seats. <laughs> this is going to sound really stupid. It really shows you how well I pay attention to sports. What sport is the Lightning? What? Oh. Hockey. <laughs> it's hockey. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Oh, hockey's back. That's right. That was Matt embarrassing. Carter, the lockout. The lockout's finally over. And today it was the first game of the season. Ah. First and- game of the season started, what, like five months ago? Yeah, it's been 113 days. Oh, man. Rich people wanting more. Gotta love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. That's all it was, too. That's all it was. It's just they want more money. <laughs> yep. That's all it ever is. <laughs> Go ahead, Shifty. No, I was about to say, uh, you, you have no idea. Amanda is uh, is crazy about this hockey stuff. If you paid attention to Twitter, she, like... Uh, she when they went on the the thing. She the the uh, when they announced the 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 strike, she was like threatening to kill herself, and you know now, <laughs> now she's like wearing hockey things, and she stalks a couple of players. I know her last name. So I've looked her up a couple of times in Polk County, and uh, she's got three restraining orders on her. Uh, one of which is a hockey player. Two were basketball players. Which is odd. I mean. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, hyperbole, hyperbole, hyperbole. Sorry. <laughs> yes, do not sue Shifty for that, please. Yes, no suing allowed on this show. Sorry. 
these days you got to watch yourself. So I was kidding. Uh, I <laughs> mean that Amanda is a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. So you did. Have you ever listened to the show at all, Amanda? Um, I have once before, like when you told me about it a few weeks ago. Oh, cool. Well, so you know what we're about then, and what we talk about. Yes. Okay. Well, now, where do you stand in this whole, this whole, you know, you and I really never really talked much. I, I was in the studio once with you the one time we really met. Um, where, where do you stand in the whole conspiracy world and, and what, what life is all about? Um, I don't know. That's kind of hard. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm young. I'm really young. And impressionable. So, do what? And impressionable. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I really like your segment, Conspiracy Corner. Oh, I'm glad. I, like, I think it's interesting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It definitely makes me question a lot more than I have before. I get a lot of that now that I've started that segment on Shannon Burke's show on RadioIO.com. Yeah. Um, you guys can check it out if you'd like to. Um, it's it, a really cool segment. I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, uh, Amanda? It's, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kev. I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> There's going to come a time when you're going to walk outside and you're going to look up and you're going to see these streaks in the sky and you're going to go, God damn it, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of people uh, that uh, that do that now also. I, you'd be surprised how many tweets and texts I get of chemtrail pictures, like the hundreds of them in a week, I'll bet you, on top of the ones I put out. So my, I guess a good question for you, Amanda, is... Uh, where do you stand on uh, 9-11? Who do you think did 9-11? See, that's a tough question. I have a, an uncle in the military, and we've had hours and hours of conversation about it. I personally, I think it was the government. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good think- thing. I'm sure he thinks uh, it was the story that the government's given us. Yes. Yes. And he, he feels very strongly about it. <laughs> And, he, I mean, he's one of the smartest guys I know, but sometimes I just want to slap him across the face. Yeah, it's rough. And, I, I mean, he's been deployed, you know, a hundred times, and he he tells me all these stories and stuff, and I'm just like, I, I can't believe you. <laughs> and he'll show me pictures, and I believe what's going on overseas, but I don't, like, with 9-11, I completely think it's the government. Well, that's not the answer I was expecting, actually, because uh, Shifty sent me a message saying, ask her who's responsible for 9-11. So I, I figured you, uh, you weren't that I, way. I just figured it was the, uh, I, I figured that was the litmus test for all crazy conspiracy theorems. Well, she fits right in with us, Shifty, with, with Dave and I, at least. So uh. I oh, looks, like, looks like you have a new co-host, buddy. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, you know, you got to start your own show first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, it is hard, Amanda. Why? What is what is Shifty think? Shifty uh believes the story that the government has has hand fed us. I'm gonna slap him in the face. <laughs> Amanda Amanda, where were you on nine eleven? I was in fifth grade. Holy shit. And ask what year it was. Ask where you were. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm young. I'm a youngin. So I was in fifth grade, and um, I was getting ready for school, and my aunt called us and said, your uncle's flying to New York to fly medical planes. And I was like, and she goes, turn on the TV. And my mom turned it on, and right when we turned it on, we saw the second plane hit. I still don't know where you were. Uh, uh, in St. Louis. <laughs> okay, At you're- my house. 
You were in St. Louis at your house. Would you like to yeah. venture a guess as to where I might have been? You were in New York. No, D.C. Nope. I was in D.C. I was in my uh, 2001 Honda Accord, and I was, uh, <laughs> and 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 I was just north of the uh, Pentagon, and I saw the low flying plane that these fine ladies and gentlemen believe was a missile. Uh, and uh, I then saw the plume of smoke that they also claimed to not have happened that was uh, dirty and black uh, because of jet fuel burning. Uh, and uh, uh, so to me, that's that. It's enough for me. That's enough. Is it unusual to have air traffic in D.C.? Uh, it is very unusual yes. to have a, 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 a plane that, uh, that low flying around that portion of D.C., yes, because it's a no-fly zone. Yeah, so Who doesn't believe that the plane hit the Pentagon. There's a lot of people that believe that it was a it was a it was a missile. Yep. If you believe yeah, that, yeah, that's what I that's what I think. I think it was a missile. That's but what, that's what they, I they think. didn't send us to school that day because they thought it was they thought they were going to bomb the arch. I'm here to tell you. Uh, well, everybody thought that everything around them was going to get bombed. Okay, because I was pretty sure my car was going to get bombed about 15 minutes later. But. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. you. I'm here to tell you that if you trust and respect me at all, there was no missile. Okay. Yes, because he saw it all go down. He was right there watching the plane hit the building. So he's positive that the plane hit the building. Okay. So hold on. So so they had a low flying plane to confuse everybody, and then missiles (laughs) flew underneath. Or or did somebody walk the missile in and then press the red button while they were standing there? Well, there was reports of a helicopter, an Apache-style helicopter, that took off from that area very shortly before that. Um, there's also reports of a C-130-type aircraft that was pictures were actually taken of it looping away from the Pentagon. So there's a lot of different questions. What type of aircraft did you see that was low-flying? It, I mean, I, you know... It, uh, this is what eleven, twelve years seem ago now. Larger and, and or like a tiny little Cessna or hey, Phil Campbell. I was stoned. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but just I mean, from it was, it was, it, it, it was a uh, it, it was a commercial airliner, and a lot of people saw that. I, I can show you um, a lot of documentaries where they actually interviewed a whole group of people who were all within the flight path, uh, law enforcement officers included, who will tell you that the path that the government says that plane flew is not the path that it flew. But even with that said, the general consensus is is that it looked to be a commercial aircraft. And I'm sorry, but there's no way that you can navigate a plane of that size into a building that low-lying without there being no marks in the grass in front of that building, there's absolutely no way to navigate an aircraft like that into a building that low-lying. And many of plot pilots will tell you that when you're flying a, an aircraft that size, uh, at a speed, I believe it was in the four or 500 mile an hour range that they had gotten it up to at that point, at that distance from the ground, which it would have only been a few feet from the ground, if not less, as it approached the building, it wouldn't have been able to be held steady enough to make it into the building at that point without bouncing off the ground it's or something. It's just not possible. God, am I sorry that I brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't understand. The thing that I still don't get is, um, you know, they say that it was a terrorist and they're blaming Osama bin Laden for running it. And But why was his family the only, you know, they got out the second it happened. Like, they were in the United States. 
Yep, they were at and dinner. And there were no airlines flying at all, but yet they got out of the country the second it happened. Well, yeah, of course they did. I mean, come on. What, what are you going to do? Let them get killed for, for being, you know, related to Osama bin Laden? No. Well, they were guests of the Bushes at the time. They were at dinner the night before with the Bushes, right before this happened. Yeah. And then the next day, yeah. when nobody else could get on an airplane, there were no flights except for they military flights. Air, they got on there out of the country the split second it happened. Yep. Not the split second. No, the next day. First yeah. thing in the morning. Right after. Yep. Yeah. I, I can do a lot of things in a day, okay? And, and Well, you couldn't have got on a plane that day. Bin Laden's family has not Bin Laden. Okay? And a lot of these people were here because they denounced his... Uh, his his no, actually actually his family. We need to reserve that for another. Pick <laughs> <laughs> this off a little earlier. <laughs> Can we transition? Yeah, here? Well, uh, he I, really I, wanted to cover the trial, and we got we're, really we're, we're going to we're going to cover the trial. Oh yeah, but, let's cover the trial. The, wait, the one last thing I want to say though, Shifty is, and I hope I can remember now because you. Oh, um, keep this in mind. They weren't here because they didn't like or knew that. Osama was a bad guy. They were here because they're business partners with the Bush family in a construction company. That's why they were here. They be- they were business partners with the Bush family for years and years and years prior to that. And don't forget, Osama bin Laden was trained by us. <laughs> if, you, if you want to back up what the says, go Google the Carlisle Group. <laughs> You're getting close, son. You're getting so close. <laughs> and Kevin drops in with the voices. You know, I have to admit, this new board is a toy that I'm going to be relishing to play with for years to come. Yeah, Please I... don't let Jesse near that fucking thing. Please. Are you kidding me? I don't let him play with a lawnmower. <laughs> It's probably a good sound board, and he abuses that, so please keep him away from the sound effects board. <laughs> yeah, right. well, I now have an audio engineer on board the uh, show for Sundays, the Week in Review Sundays, by the way, and uh, he is a college-educated sound guy, so he knows exactly what he's doing. How much are you paying him? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and always keep this in mind. We'll not let this republic that has stood for a thousand years be split in two. You're such a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I know. All right, so go ahead, Shifty, with your uh, Bubble the Love Sponge MJ uh, coverage. You know, here's here's the thing. I'm assuming that everybody out there knows uh, what's going on. And uh, anybody who likes radio at all, uh, which, you know, everybody on the line here, we're all radio nerds. Um, But this trial, I think, even if you don't really like radio, has just been immensely, immensely entertaining. I can't put it down. I mean, revenues in my business are down 28% this week, week over week, because of this trial, because I'm just not getting shit done. Um, (laughs) But you know, there's a there's a there's two main points to this case. Okay, there's the fact that uh, Bubba called MJ's wife a whore, and uh, and and she was a public figure. We talked about this with Bob Tuscan a few minutes ago. Uh, the other thing, and I didn't hear this myself, but it's something that that I've seen on Twitter multiple times. So I have to assume that this actually happened, and maybe one of you guys on the line heard this. Uh, did anybody hear um, Phil Campbell or any of his team say that given the Bubba Army demographic, 
the words that were used to describe what should happen at Gasparilla or at any public event that Todd M.J. Schnitt were to be seen at would be seen as a call to action because of the demographic of the Bubba Army. Did anybody hear that? No. 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 I saw that on Twitter, so I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna get heavy on that because of the fact that nobody's seen that. Uh, they keep calling it Bubba's Army. Also, I, I was gonna yeah, say that. that me off. Yeah, that drives me freaking nuts. Bubba's, Bubba's Army. I'm like, no, there's no S. There's no S. <laughs> Bubba's well, Army. Yep. You know, it, it, people do that. I mean, old people do that. They add S's to things. It's, Walmart's. Yeah, they they make things possessive. You know, <laughs> like Bees Ridge Road or 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 I don't know, like Tampa's Florida. But, <laughs> But, you know, the the real issue to me here, though, is that if you strip away the uh, the tangible merits of this case, which are really the whore thing, uh, which, you know, claiming that uh, him and his wife aren't public figurines. I mean, figures um, <laughs> like that, Kevin. Anyway, um, and and then the call to action to actually do something uh, to uh Tajnit or his wife uh, in a public setting. Um, if you once you strip those actual things away and take a look at what they really mean by this, what they mean is that uh, Bubba the Love Sponge Clem um, was a bully who needed to be stopped. Uh, so they filed this lawsuit. However, if you watch this trial, that's all Phil Campbell's doing is being an absolute bully. And I got to tell you, I don't think it's going to be very becoming to the jury that every five seconds, objection, objection, objection. Uh, I feel like there should be a limit on how many times he should be able to say objection. Because another (laughs) big thing in the case is the whole mangled mouth issue. Right. Where Bubba's blaming, you know, saying that it was in the production room or like he, um, it was a fake, you know, scam and... It was all planned out that that kid happened to win. Well, but, you know, the, the, the thing that I see, though, is that uh, this guy is just being unconscionable. And it's really, really, really annoying. Uh, did anybody hear the, uh, the, the whole discussion over the, uh, uh, the, the, the words that can be used in uh, Sirius and XM versus terrestrial radio? Yeah, when he was trying to get him the curse. Right. And and Bubba just kind of like looked up from his uh his book like really? 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 Yeah, you you think I'm that stupid? <laughs> you think I'm going to say fuck in front of this judge? And that kind of mentality that is just they they're just trying to poke the bear. And you can blatantly tell he's trying to piss him off to get him worked up to get him to have an outburst, but that's not going to happen. And it's not going to work because Bubba the Love Sponge, I've been listening to the guy for years and years and years, and he is the master at reversing your heat on you. You can try and do whatever the hell it is that you want to do to piss off Bubba, but if Bubba knows you're trying to piss him off, he's going to sit there, he's going to laugh at you, and he's going to make you get pissed off. Yeah, which he, he did do. Exactly. He did and that he, to Campbell, so that was good. Yeah, he's done a magnificent <laughs> job of that so far, and you know, I'd like to know uh, from all of you guys what your uh, uh, you know what what your favorite 
idea is like, I mean, or, or what you're looking forward to most in the trial. By the way, if you guys want to call in and, and talk to us about it uh, and give your opinion on the trial, it's 941-421-0401. So, Sean, what do you think? Like, what, what are you really looking forward to? Like, if anything could happen, if anybody were to get called to the trial, if anything were to go down, be it Bubba flips out and just goes absolutely insane and body slams somebody Hulk Hogan style in the middle of the <laughs> or, or Phil Campbell uh, or, or Phil Campbell starts crying and, and hugging MJ. I mean, what is the thing that would just make your dick so hard you wouldn't be able to walk? My personal take on this is I want to see MJ and Phil Campbell somehow trip up on their own words, their own facts, and get buried by them because the facts are actually there. Like, what do you mean by that? How would that happen? Well, they're focusing so much on this thing, the whore, the whore comment. They've played, what, 75 damn clips about it? <laughs> right. Well, there's more stuff out there. I'm not sure what. But I want to see something come back where they're, I mean, they've had five years of prep for this. So I'm sure it won't happen. But just something that's randomly put in there, like, um, for instance, uh, what's his name? Stifle. Stifle. That, that jackass. Stifle. How it's stifling. Stifling. it's stifling. How, how he has come after Bubba personally and the, the the Sixers have tried to bury him or something like that, you know, where it's just, I mean, Bubba has gone through so much shit in the past year with just that alone, not to mention the lawsuit and everything else, but bring the facts that everybody in the Bubba Army, whatever, know is happening. You know, I got to tell you, that that is one thing that I have noticed while I've been watching this is that when I watch Twitter, you know, some of these these uh, uh, these guys that don't really like Bubba too much, you know, they follow guys like me and Sean and Kevin and and even, you know, Amanda and and all of us, you know, and and whatever. I just kind of try to ignore whatever it is that they have to say about Bubba, because, I, you know, I think Bubba's an amazing talent and I think he's great at what he does. And and and, and I am nothing bad to say about the guy at all. But just because somebody doesn't like Sean Raz doesn't mean they can't like me and whatever. You know, I don't care. But the thing that I've noticed is, is that these guys, it's like they don't understand common sense. They really actually think, knowing the merits of the case, that Todd Schnitt's actually correct here, which is, the, which is exactly what their whole battle's been about, that they want the free speech to say whatever they want, and Bubba's a bully, and blah, 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 blah. So it's so counterintuitive to what they actually are all about to begin with. Well, Yet they wait. think Bubba's guilty. Well, first of all, this whole case uh, it shouldn't even be where it's at. And that's, that's the most um, disgraceful thing um, to me is that it's even there. Uh, this is taxpayers' money that's going to uh, a butthurt to, to, to fight this whole thing over somebody being butthurt. And it's just it's ludicrous that we're there. That's what bothers me the most about this. And I'm actually just looking forward to it being over Bubba walking away victorious and it, it ending because, like I said, there's a lot hanging in the balance of this, of what can happen in the future. So uh, I'm not really into it for uh, Bubba per se. I'm into it for what the outcome is going to be. Right. I was telling somebody earlier that every show we do on Raz Radio now is going to have to have a disclaimer. Warning, the following like a South Park disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and the radio was done poorly. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, it, that was a joke. Uh, anyway, but Sean, forget about the outcome. I'm talking about the entertainment value itself of the trial. What do you really like? What would you like to see as a, a, a watcher of this trial? 
I, uh, well, I got really. I was I was looking forward to seeing Bubba on the stand and hearing him on the stand, and I was I was impressed with his his um, testimonies. Uh, MJ hasn't been up yet, right? I was impressed with his poise, and no, MJ has not been up yet. So I'm ex- I'm I'm curious and interested in seeing how that goes, um, because that. I, I, once Diacos get on him, it's going to be interesting to see how he answers. Mm-hmm. And, and Amanda, how about you? Like, what are you really looking forward to uh, entertainment wise in this trial? Oh, I just want to see MJ flip out. Like you, I see- used to intern for the company MJ works for. And Chris- the last, the last year of the MJ morning show, I interned for that company. And he, that man is just a douchebag. Really? Have you have you ever actually had any like one on one? Like, did you ever see him yes. in the hallway or? Yes. And would yes. he make contact? I've heard that he won't make eye contact with people that he sees as being below them. Is that true? My first day of my internship, someone told me, "Do not look Todd Schnitt in the eye, <laughs> and do not, you know, if you walk past him and he's on the phone or something, don't say hi." Don't say anything. If you're just so, walking past him, make sure you say hi, have a good day, or something like that. But he will not respond to you. So you did anyway, though, right? You looked him right in the eye, and you were like, hi. I'm just like, hey, I'm Amanda. Like, <laughs> you know. But, but he's just a douchebag. He's Okay, I'm tall. I'm 5'11". And yeah, he's like, a, he's a foot shorter than I am. <laughs> no, and no. He's not four foot eleven. He's not four foot eleven. His feet oh, ground on a kitchen chair. I promise. <laughs> but he's just like. I mean, you try to be nice to the guy, and you try to, you know, you'll try to have a conversation with him, and you just can't. He just you. He makes you feel like you're the scum of the earth. What I'm going to say to this, to the, especially to that comment, um, man, I don't know if you know this about me. My father was in the radio business for 35 plus years uh i grew up from the age of being in a bassinet underneath the turntable at the nightclub all the way up until (laughs) i was 30 years old with my father the number one dj in philadelphia um and i'll tell you what that personality of mj i have met so many radio personalities in my years that have that kind of mentality that believe Mm -hmm. they are bigger than thou um, there was a, a, a thing that happened in Philadelphia, uh, and uh, I don't know if you ever heard the name Highlit or Jerry Blavitt. Um, they're both very well-known. Uh, Jerry Blavitt was uh, one of the first big disc jockeys, as Highlit also was, uh, during the 60s. Um, they were very well-known, especially up in the Northeast, um, and it, it came out that apparently Jerry Blavitt was jealous of High Lit because he was beating him in the ratings and went to the mob, the Philly mob, to try to get him snuffed out over ratings. So this stuff goes on, and the mentality of these people um, are really just... You get some starstruck people that have huge egos in that in this business. Yeah, well, the way, like, the way that the building is set up, there's a parking lot where everybody parks, you know, radio personalities, everyone. And then there's a gate where all the station vehicles park. He had to park back by the station vehicles because he was so paranoid that someone was going to blow up his car or put a scratch in it 
or anything. And then, God forbid, the interns were outside at the time he parked. He'd say, are you going to wash my car now? Excuse me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I was not his intern. I was an intern for a different department. (laughs) But he has that mentality of, like, I'm bigger, I'm better than you, you know. I understand I'm an intern and I'm working my way up, but there's no reason to treat someone like dirt when they're just trying to help you out. So the, have you ever seen the African gray parrot? Uh, you know, Bubba tells a story all the time about how there's this African gray parrot that, uh, that, that Bubba's in I mean, his office. Yeah. That MJ's wife, uh, uh, wouldn't allow him to have it as home. So it's kept at the clear channel, uh, studios. And apparently the janitors have to go, uh, you know, uh, feed it. And apparently MJ like never plays with the thing. That is, uh, uh allegedly what, uh, Bubba, uh, the love sponge Clem was saying on the radio. In my opinion, is that I know that the parrot is in his office. I've never seen the man in his office. I've seen the door open. I used to walk around that building a hundred times a day. I never saw him in his office. He was always in the studio. He was either in the MJ Morning Show studio or he does his afternoon show on um, the other station. But I've never seen him in his office. But that parrot has always been there, and I. The janitors are the nicest people in the whole world, and I would not doubt that they feed that parrot and take care of it. Well, it's been there forever. I, somebody's got to be feeding it, that's for sure. <laughs> the most pressing question in my mind is, Does and did, did MJ have a high chair in the studio? <laughs> 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 well. Yeah, well, I mean, answer the question. Objection. Answer the question. <laughs> Excuse me, are you going to answer this question? Now, see, that's the other thing, by the way, that, that in, in my opinion, uh, the jurors are probably getting very, very tired of is, you know, you can't ask a lot of these kinds of questions uh, and have a yes or no answer. You know, I, I, I can't say, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a, of, of a question that would be like this. I mean, but, but they're, they're trying to lead him into a question. Uh, they're trying to, they were trying to lead Bubba into questions that would be like a yes kind of question. Uh, you know, but not really. It would be like a 70% yes question, and even I would know the answer to them, uh, but they're not clean-cut questions. It's a trap. Right, right they're just trying to, to trap him into saying something. It's a that, trap! That on the record's going to look bad to the jury, and it's douchey, in my opinion. Well, that's going to win the trial for him, though. The whole thing is Whatever. douchey. I mean... <laughs> What part does it undouche itself? I mean, it's there. And, and real fast, everybody understand, whatever anyone says, it's in their opinion. We don't need to keep repeating that because that's getting rather annoying. I mean, I'm scared of it, honestly. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Well, well you know, here's, here's how it boils down, though, is I think that over the next couple of weeks, I think that you are going to see uh, the spitting crow or call MJ to the, uh, the stand. The hell of a crow, the spinning cobra, uh, J. Diaco. Or J? Is yeah. it J. Diaco? Yeah. J. Yeah. Yeah. They, but I think that you're going to see him call MJ to the stand. And I think it's going to be uh, uh, just absolute dynamite. And the other thing that, that I really see here is that uh, Bubba's going to win this trial, I think. And when he does, I think it's going to create the largest audience that any personality has ever had in the Tampa Bay market. 
period. Oh, by far. It's going to be a huge win. Let's let's put it this way. I'm an administrator on the on the Bubba fan page. And you would be very surprised. You wouldn't be. Well, you might be surprised how many friend requests or, uh, yeah, how many friend requests we've gotten on that page over the past week. It's, Which page is it? Uh, the main one, the Bubba Army page. Okay. It's just unbelievable how many requests we're getting. Um and all the pages I've seen a bump in, in requests because there's a couple I, I'm administrator on. And it's just weird to see that bump up like that. Now, I mean, I personally, I'm an admin on the Shannon Burke show page, and it's gone up by 300 in the last week. Yeah, it's bringing a lot of attention to all the shows. Uh, and, and another thing I'm looking forward to is um, over the past year or so, um, you've noticed. And I, I'm not saying this to insult anybody or to put anybody down, but there's been a little bit of a slacking in the <clears throat> operational end of IO as far as, you know, you're getting the... We still have Halloween commercials running. We still have Christmas commercials running. Um, and I think a lot of it's been been um, not taken care of properly because everybody's concerned about what's going to happen with this case. And I'm hoping that Bubba wins this case, walks away with no problems, and the the resistance to help things grow or whatever been the problem will go away, and there'll be some more money investment. We'll see a little bit of change in there. And I noticed I perked Dave's ears up on that one because he just and he just <laughs> of course he just took his headphones off after uh, after he perked up and brought his mic over. So yeah, Dave, do we do moment? Yeah, Dave, did well, you? I was uh, just going to beat up on Radio IO because you know I don't like. The radio IO, the, the the people that run it, not not the the talent on air, because they think they're technically technically idiots. Uh, yeah, I know you you we know that. Uh, but do you did you do you get what I'm saying though? Yeah. What they they're not doing anything at radio IO because they think uh, Bubba uh, they're they're pouring more resources into the trial. I think that's bullshit. I think uh, that's- no, I don't think they're pull, pulling resources into the trial. I think. That there's a there's a question of what's going to happen if he's to lose. What would happen if he's if he's going to lose? Well, he is on the board. To register a radio, if anything, the bones on the hook. The radio wire has nothing to do with it. Bones not on the hook at all. Bone uh, uh, has uh, bone has nothing uh, to do with settled it. Settled really. out of court the night before the trial began yeah. uh, with unspecified settlement. Uh, I thought they uh, the bone is part of uh, Cox, right? Right. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and by the bone, I mean Cox Media Group Tampa or Cox Media Group LLC uh, did settle uh, their portion of the case the night before the trial uh, jury selection began. Oh, see, I was under the impression they had settled earlier than that so that they could put their full backing behind Bubba. What uh, for? No matter when they, they settled, the bottom line is, is that is what uh, the press release did say, is that that's what they were doing. And they actually, I think the press release said that, that some of their legal counsel is actually now uh, helping with uh, the Diacos. Uh, and the rest of the uh, legal beagle team to uh, uh, help distinguish this issue. Now Dave has a question. Yeah. Uh, Dave? No, I don't have a question. You were asking what they settle for. Oh, yeah, I, I did say that. Yeah, you did. They settle for. So, so Cox uh, paid off MJ? No, it's, it's, it's undisclosed as to whether or not there was even any kind of a cash settlement. I mean, it very well just could have been like, you know, hey, look, you know, let us out of this or we'll squash you. I mean, who knows what it was, you know? Right. Okay. Um, and, and they don't want to. Re- I know that Cox, Cox backs Bubba 100%, but 
whereas Clear Channel wants nothing to do with, with this trial whatsoever. That that seems to be the case based on the uh, court records. I mean, that that would be a uh, I believe that would be a fair conclusion to draw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have a personal friend that works for Clear Channel, and they were told not to, you know, if press comes in, if they're asked outside of work anything about the trial, anything about the case, they're not allowed to say a word because Clear Channel wants no affiliation with the case or trial whatsoever. Now, you know, uh, th- there are some uh, apparent changes coming soon, too, by the way. Uh, speaking of Cox. Uh, you just it, like to speak of Cox. Well, I always like talking about Cox. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Amanda, I'm sure you're aware of this because you're right in that demographic. Uh, Drew Garabo uh, and the 97X Morning Show uh, uh, it's ceased over. Oper- yeah, ceased operations yesterday. They're now a completely uh, user content driven deal, and I don't know how that's going to work. But he did announce that he's going to have an extra hour at the Bone. So the Bone's lineup is getting ready to change. It looks like. Hmm. Really? Mm, go on. Yeah, exactly. That's upset about that morning show. That's exactly that what I'm. A, that was a great morning show. Well, you know, Drew Garabo is a great talent. And uh, but, you know, back to the trial, though, I, I think that in my and what I'd like to see happen, I'd like to see uh, MJ come to the or, you know, come to the stand and really be able to under oath say that he really honestly felt like what Bubba was saying was a call to action to hurt him. And and, and, and also, uh, I would love to see him say that he really thought that Bubba meant that his wife was out turning tricks. I mean, really? Really? Well, and he has. It's a freedom of speech. It's radio. And I don't. It just blows my mind that he takes it so seriously. Go ahead, Kev. I mean, if, if we. If, 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 I say we, but if Bubba the Love Sponge loses this trial, the shitting hooker is going to come after Shannon Burke and all of us that work on the Shannon Burke show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run so far away. <laughs> I don't have any extra towels to give her. So I'm in I don't tr- want to deal with the shitting hooker. No, no, no. Kevin, you were going to say something. Go ahead, buddy. I forgot. I was too busy laughing with the shitting hooker. I've been holding that pocket for a couple days, actually. You've been holding the shitting hooker in your pocket for a couple days? The shitting hooker joke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're getting close to the end here, and um, I want to play a little bit of Lee Camp. He had a new mock come out this week. Uh, Amanda, you're welcome to stick with us to the very end if you like. If you you got something to do, it's up to you. And Amanda, I actually just got home, so I'm going to go, guys. Remember when I called the show to put me in the front of the line? So just just not for nothing. (laughs) There is no front of the line. I'll let you know. Works later, <laughs> not for nothing. All right, Amanda. Well, thanks for giving us a call. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for being, uh, you know, believing the the true story of nine eleven and not the government story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. Just see you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Let's do a little uh, Lee Camp, and then we'll wrap up the show. We got no plans, no plans at all. Evil man's always transcending. Fighter like sheep. This is Moment of Clarity number 200 from LeeCamp.net. That's right, 200 episodes of screaming at the power elite who are pillaging our resources. 11 and a half hours of pumping out a truth you won't get on mainstream media. Nearly two years of introducing new ideas to the conversation. Most importantly, the word jizzwaffles. I've covered a lot over these two years, but if I had to nail down a theme... 
It's the knockdown, drag out, fucking fist in your face fight over the hegemony of this country. Hegemony is the control. Oh. The control. Oh. It uh, froze uh, on uh, me. Uh. And we're waiting for him to start talking again. What'd you do? Oh, I. Go, go ahead, Kevin, say it. Oh, wait, I guess I gotta turn you guys up for you to say it. Go ahead, Kevin, say it. I can't hear Kevin. Word of the day, jizz waffles. <laughs> for those keeping score at home, there's jizz in all the waffle holes. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm burning. I'm going off of YouTube. I didn't download it. I was wait. I thought that was what Kevin would have said. You should really have a direct line instead of running wireless. I, I, I'm not running wireless. Audiothief.com. Convert them to MP3 and save them to your computer. I know. I don't have the storage space. That's part of the reason why I have this freeze-up issue. You know, maybe I should get you a uh, maybe I should get you a a, a, a thing for uh, the deal. Hey, um, so I mean, a, an external hard drive, not a dildo for your butt. Hey, um, so while we're uh, while we're waiting for that to to go, um, uh, Kevin, you're an NFL guy. Uh, I, I'm assuming that you, you know a little bit about it. Uh, tomorrow we have San Francisco 49ers versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and we have the Baltimore Ravens versus New England Patriots to determine who's going to play in the Super Bowl. I have the San Francisco 49ers covering four and the Baltimore Ravens getting lost or getting beat by less than nine with a over a 48 and a half on the San Francisco 49ers game and the Atlanta Falcons game and an under a 51 and a half on the Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots. Any arguments with that? Wow. No, that over and under thing confuses the shit out of me. That was really? a lot. I don't even know what the hell he just said. Uh, that, I know. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the San Francisco 49ers and the New England Patriots are going to be the two teams playing in the Super Bowl? He talks um, like one of those like auction. I'm thinking Patriots-Falcons myself, but that's just a guess. Down, drag right. out, fucking fist in your face fight over the hegemony oh. of this country. Hegemony is the control of the ideas that manipulate the social consciousness, often of one nation over others, but also of the power elite over everyone else. As philosopher Slavoj Žižek says, oh, this what? control is used to take ideology and mangle it into culture, making it seem natural and normal, making it seem as second nature as leaving a coffee shop after you release a fart so immense it sounds auto-tuned. And in general, the rich as fuck are winning this battle in as much as they drive their Brinks trucks up to the popular consciousness and rob it of its natural wants. They convince people that it's normal to have 3% of the population in prison or on parole, that it's common sense to lock people away for having a drug problem or a drug solution, that it's somehow standard operating procedure to destroy the life of a family tricked into a subprime mortgage because they didn't show personal responsibility instead of going after the bankers who have a moral compass spinning around so furiously that it's fucking airborne. The powerful attempt to take the ideology that it's somehow all right to drone bomb the shit out of every threatening bunch of black and white dots on a computer screen and turn it into an accepted part of our culture. Something people no longer question how shitty it is. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. We're supposed to accept at a deep level that safety from perceived terrorists is more important than your freedoms. They try to force us to believe all the way down in our balls that it's normal to have to work three jobs to support a family you don't even like. It's kind of like that movie Inception where DiCaprio puts an idea in the guy's head and then the guy thinks it's his own idea and then Juno is like, BT dubs, this shit is craptastic. And then the kid from Third Rock from the Sun is like, whoa. This is the fight to turn <laughs> sick ideology into accepted culture. 
We seem to accept that the two political parties essentially agree on the biggest issues of our time. War and Wall Street, wealth, and the idea that Howie Mandel has some kind of talent. We seem to accept that our goal in life is to collect the most things, cars and clothes and babies, and not concern ourselves with, with, with what's happening to the natural world around us and whether it can sustain the extra-large cars and the supersized babies and the gasoline needed to haul our fat-ass babies around from one meaningless store filled with Korean-made crap to another meaningless store filled with Chinese-made crap. This is the fight that goes on every day on every media outlet, whether people know it or not. The solution is to do the reverse, to take things that seem natural, like the idea that war is infinite or that factory farms are inevitable, and turn them back into ideologies. One day soon, I hope most of America will look at the millions of pigs so filled with steroids they're like chemical pinatas, forced to live their entire lives in a cage too small to turn around in, and go, well, that's one view of how the world should work. I don't buy it, though. Or the fact that CEO pay is nearly 400 times that of your average worker. Rather than saying, that's how capitalism goes, let's say that's one theory on how it should work. And that theory is fucking insane. With any luck, Moment of Clarity will get bigger and bigger and one day be an even smaller part of the fight. Because more people will wake up and stop swallowing the ideology that's being forced down our throats harder than a Howie Mandel game show. That's been your 200th moment of clarity from LeeCamp.net. This web series and the podcast only exist today because of people like you leaving comments, telling friends, and also hundreds of tiny donations. If you'd like to become a member, go to LeeCamp.net slash membership. And keep fighting. Oh, Lee Camp. You know, I uh, everything he said, not everything. I, I like a lot of what he says in there. And again, there's always something that I don't necessarily agree 100% with. And that's what we do in this whole thing we play. Now, uh, Shifty, something got you there. What was it? Well, let me ask you something, because you opened with that, and uh, I think it was because you wanted to make sure that what I didn't agree with uh, was already covered. So I want to know what you didn't agree with. I don't agree with the um, – uh, I mean, I agree with we should go after the banks, but I do agree that people have to have personal responsibility. Um, so if you sign that loan that you can't afford, then you know that's your, that's your responsibility. But I also do know that there was a lot of scheming and a lot of things done by banks. So, yes, the person should be responsible for their loan, but the people who did the evil in the banks should also be getting prosecuted, which did not happen. All right, I'm not sure that everybody really understands what really happened in terms of, and I'm not talking about the whole picture. I'm talking about an individual loan, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, th- this let's, happened to my father-in-law. Salty, this all happened to, just so you know. So I went through it with him. Okay, well, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I, I love you guys, but I'm just going to be very honest about my opinion and how things happened huh? with an individual. An individual went to the bank, and an individual saw that the uh, that the the market was continuing to go up and up and up and up and up, and they were watching people flip houses in the same day for twenty thousand dollars profits. And people thought it was an easy way to make cash. 
So what happened is, is people took these these loans for these houses. Let's say that I work at 7-Eleven and I make $11 an hour. I go over to uh, Countrywide Financial and I fill out this piece of paperwork and I show them what I make. I fluff it a little bit like, you know, everybody fluffs every piece of paperwork they ever do in terms of their income. And then all of a sudden, me, this guy who's, you know, flipping, you know, the uh, the hot dogs on the little rolling machines over at uh, 7-Eleven, now owns a $250,000 house that I'm sure in six months is going to be worth two ninety, but I don't owe a single payment on it for six months except the interest. <laughs> so then what ended up happening is, is people got stuck holding the bag, and that is not the bank's fault. It is the bank's fault that they had those stupid things to begin with, but people still had the personal responsibility and lack thereof to take on a huge risk. They were holding a three and a two, and the and, and, and regardless of what the dealer had, it was a shitty game of blackjack to play, and they got caught playing it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on that one, absolutely. Um, so I, I got something to say here. Go ahead, Dave. About time you you've think- been sleeping over there for like the past half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah, I'm watching Saturday Night Live. Uh, How was it, by the way? I'm getting ready to watch it in a second. It seems all right. I, I'm, I'm in and out. But anyway, so the banks have no responsibility? No, it's, I'm not saying that. But listen, just, just because I offer you heroin doesn't mean that I'm the one that should be blamed when you take it and die. It's not, that's, not the, that's not the point. <laughs> the, the point is, is what happens is when the bank loaned out all this money, who ba- they got bailed out. They didn't lose a goddamn thing. So they, they didn't have uh, any checks and balances into place. They, mm-hmm. they, they lent to uh, so many people that shouldn't be lent to. Like I, I, got, I got a 90% loan on a $240,000 house. I put, I don't know, $12,000 down on it. Uh, and I lost it. Um, and the taxpayers absorbed it. And this uh, is the bank's fault? You're the one that wrote the damn, uh, you're the one that signed the damn paper. You understood what the papers meant, right? Yeah. But I'm not. What I'm saying is that the, the the bank the banks have a lot of liability in lending money to people that they shouldn't have lent money to. And another that point, another point, they I th- were getting bailed out so that they they could do whatever the hell they want. They lost no money whatsoever. And another point, I think he's trying to make shifty is, uh, and you kind of got skated over right there. Dave paid the money that he paid, right? And then the bank foreclosed on him took the house back, kept the house, and then got bailed out for that loan that he right. defaulted on. That's another big point there. So they kept the house, sold the house, got paid for the loan that he defaulted on, and then was able to resell the house again and get paid on it again. Right, but see, here's the thing. is We're on, we're on a uh, – uh, uh, this is like a trip from Miami to New York City, and I'm worried about what happened between Miami and Jacksonville, and you're worried about what happened in D.C. The bottom line is is that from the very get-go, it is the person that signed the paper's fault. The bank wasn't right, and the banks are fucked up, mm-hmm. and the banks are, are, are definitely evil in this situation. But at the end of the day, if people had more foresight – to not sign that piece of paper and really understand what it meant and what the risks were, they wouldn't be in this position. I think we had this conversation a week or two ago about uh, the same thing with the uh, the kids in college getting the, the credit cards and getting the loans and all this. 
for a free T-shirt. But, you know, the, the thing is, is is Fortoed over here, a guy who wants no government, a guy who, who wants individual personal responsibility to his highest extent, is very much, well, I'm sorry, you're being a statist about it. You think that, that the banks are, are, you know, to blame and that, you know, the government should have stepped in and done something? No. They're capitalists. They're trying to make money. I don't, I don't, mm, I think that it's being looked at the wrong way here. I think when the bailout occurred, that that should have recovered some of the issues that were taking place. And it did not. They absorbed it. They dispersed it amongst their CEOs and and the higher ups. And everyone else was still sitting there like, what the fuck just happened to me? (laughs) And now they're doing it again. It's going to happen again. You're going to see inflation come in the next few years. They're handing out bad loans again. They know what to do. They're doubling their money. They're fucking people over and they don't care because they are greedy. And you can point the finger at them because they've done it over and over again. And what sucks is that people are stupid enough to sit there and sign their lives away and fall for it time and time again. And something needs to be done. This whole gun issue is bullshit. The things we should focus on is our financial feasibility. And we're at a total loss. We just think that we should have everything a certain way and we should live in big fancy houses and we can't understand why. Well, this is why we can't live within our means. And that's a really big struggle that we're having right now. And I'm supposed to feel bad for the guy that gets a $10,000 loan to buy a four-seater uh, jet ski with a 24% APR? No. Not bad about this no. asshole? No. No, you shouldn't feel bad no. for him. It's bullshit on both ends. And, and what's happening is the banksters are taking advantage of ignorant people. And keep in mind, how many of these people that uh, lost their houses and, and all this other stuff, are we now either on unemployment or food stamps or some other kind of thing because a lot of them lost their lost their houses because they lost their jobs in the crash and it all just snowballed into where we sit today now kevin do you have any uh, thoughts on this whole thing it would take longer than we have to explain what i think about the housing market but i do hope that getting loans are easier because i'm trying to buy this house i'm in right now so if i can make some fake paycheck stubs i'll be good <laughs> but can you afford it though yeah, I can afford it. Now, if you can afford it, I'm okay with that. But I can't blame the drug dealer. I have to blame the drug ad- addict, period. You know, like I said, when I, I lost a house in Illinois. I had two of them, kind of like uh, uh, Dave here. But I bought that house when I was young, and I couldn't afford it, but the guy made it work. It goes from the bottom of the financiers all the way to the big guys at the top making all the money. And, Kevin, you can't call him Dave. You have to call him Fortoed because we're not important enough. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say. What are the ones that, that I want calling me Dave? You can call me Fortoed. <laughs> so I can call him Dave. You have to call him Fortoed there, Sean. Oh, okay. Now I see how it works. <laughs> Bob Tuscan doesn't like Shifty and uh, Fortoed is <laughs> All right, guys, we're, we've gone along already. Um, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and uh, promote your show for tomorrow? Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the weekend Review. We're going to have a full crew in here, including uh, John, the engineer. And uh, it'll be a good show. It's going to be on, of course, this network, Raz Radio Live. Uh, it's We're also picked up a new um, station, so we're on three stations now, the radio.fm. Excellent. So, well, I'm trying to get all of our shows on that. Yeah, I know. You told me about that. We'll 
And guys, don't forget tomorrow noonish. We're gonna try to get together on this thing again. Not on the air, just a private conversation for us all. I say, I say we put it on the air and don't tell anybody. Well, that wouldn't make that sense because we just told That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'm sure Dave will record it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always does anyway. <laughs> if you don't know that when you Skype with him, you're being recorded. <laughs> he's I, do more often you guys, I do that more often than you guys know. I just don't tell anybody about it because... <laughs> There wasn't a good show on, you know, the, the, the after show wasn't good, so I just delete it. I'm never talking to him again. <laughs> That's right. I thought you guys weren't talking because he didn't call you anyway. Well, you, you know. I, just, goddamn I, phone, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's, let's continue the wrap-up. Kevin, we'll definitely be listening to you tomorrow night. You're doing a great job with your show, and, uh, you know, I really like uh, what you're putting out on there, and I'm happy to have you on the station here. So uh, keep it up, buddy. Thank you. This is my home. <laughs> Chris Shifty, your sign off. My wife has uh, has gone behind my back and turned on the heat, and it feels like the Cambodian rainforest. I'm not sure if there's a rainforest in Cambodia, but if there is, it's hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating over here like MJ on the last day of the trial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shifty. I'm sure we'll hear you tomorrow on the weekend review at one point in time. Depends on how good those games are, Kevin. Yeah, not a problem. There's always room for shifty. Uh, I, I, that's, I see. I see how indispensable I am. He's like, here, eh, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. I drive a truck. There's room for you. <laughs> and, I love you. And Forto, what you got for us on the final sign-off, brother? I can't believe we didn't actually address the, how they're taking out the uh, the naked scanners. The TSA is. Oh, dude, I had a lot on my list. We didn't even get to. Uh, really, I I could do a six-hour show. We could just sit here all night and do this. They're, yeah. they're taking out the naked scanners, really? Yep. Yeah. they got to be out by July. I don't get to see that look on the scanner's face when he notices that I have a 12-inch dick anymore. Uh, when it's only you 11 and a half if you work for Subway. <laughs> Another waste of money. Yeah, well, and we'll, let's really get, dive into that next week, Fortoed, because uh, we got to look at the money trail on that, how much money they made from the... Uh, the fake underwear bombing that got the bo- the body scanners into the where'd that uh, money come from? Us, of yeah, course. millions and millions and millions of dollars. But that's okay. No, no it came, it's okay. It came from your kids. It's for actually. our safety. It's the for fake us. underwear bombing. Oh, don't even start. We can. I'll get Kurt Haskell on as a guest, and you can argue with the man that was on the plane. Everything's him. fake. Well, well, when you got a guy that was on the plane, saw it all. Wonder why there was there a car, were, wreck, there was a car wreck that happened uh, on the interstate today. You know who did it? Uh, probably the, the driver. <laughs> it was George W. Bush. <laughs> oh, did you like my song? Sometimes, song. Shifty, there is agenda, and it's just a matter of perspective. Yeah, but it's not always an agenda. That's no, not it's people. not. You're right. There are fucked up people in this world. But sometimes yeah, was, there's an agenda, and you can make things happen in order to push that forward. And, Let's right, not just, discount that those things can take place. And we're just trying to point those out, question everything, and maybe you'll be wrong every once in a while, but why be ignorant? I mean, that would be more harmful, wouldn't you think? You know, I just thought of something. Uh-oh. <clears throat> That's dangerous. What? At least you guys don't try to tell me that George W. Bush killed Kaylee Anthony. No. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. There's a, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, man. You just have to uh, keep your eyes open, keep your mind open, and uh, you know, do a little research and investigating on your own, and don't always believe 
what those uh, those idiots on the TV tell us. To I don't believe what those idiots that. on the internet tell me ever. Oh, uh, I didn't realize I was talking to you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up. It's what I'm here for, buddy. I know. All right, so we got uh, Kevin Harris tomorrow night for the weekend review, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we got uh, the Mallard Report on Tuesday, 9 p.m. Rob Revere on Friday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, we will have the return of Canifornication next week. Can't you, wait. Yep, you've been listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. Thanks, guys. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time In the dirt to see grace What I'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when I'm risking it all with no time to waste. Fuck this red race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destinations made. With the sunset hung behind us and the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole. Free unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go.
guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bump diggity. Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the Central Command Group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. 